from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have Janae Benet here to talk about eSport journalism, and Doom got delayed. I'm upset about that. <laughs> I'm awake now. No more Proco woes? I have to <laughs> have to have to explain that later. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode one hundred and ninety-two. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. I don't want to live in this world anymore, Johnson. <laughs> I'm Jeremy. Creepy old guys have side quests too, Mikowski. And I'm John. Studio quality knitter. Studio quality. Whoa. And we have a special guest this week, Janae Benet. I'm Janae Benet. That's just Janae. <laughs> How how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I feel like I just officially got home. It's no more con season for me, but that's kind of a lie because <laughs> uh, all the anime cons and stuff are going to start coming up, and then it's going to be tournaments again, and then I feel like I'm going to be everywhere but home again. Oh yeah, I. Yeah, I've seen that you've been traveling around to a lot of places. Like, what was what was the last con that you did? It was called Fall X nineteen or Fall Experiment nineteen. Uh, that was in Milwaukee, and uh, it was about tech and gaming. It was kind of cool, I guess, if you could think of it on like I don't want to say like South by Southwest because it was just tech and gaming, but it was more so people in the industry and trying to learn more about the industry um, than it was like about fan service. Oh, okay. okay. So it's kind of like more of like a developer conference type thing? Yeah, yeah. Cool. What what did you do while you were there? So I was with I Play Games, company owned by Kevin, and I was just there to pretty much help out in the gaming section, uh, make sure everything was running smoothly, make sure no one was stealing. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Make sure everyone was playing all of the fun games and... We got a section that had all the gaming panels, and it was like esports and diversity, and like um, video games, esports, and like music. And there was just a whole bunch of really, really cool panels in our section. That's the only panels that I got to hear, but like those were my favorite kind. So I was oh, nice. pretty much okay with that. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Uh, did you did you have to keep a lot of people from downloading Fortnite? That's <laughs> we had Fortnite, so this oh, okay. time, no, I did not have to keep people <laughs> nice. from doing that because we actually had it. Yeah, when we when we all worked together on, uh, well, I was I volunteered on the C two E two. It was it was mostly trying to keep people from downloading Fortnite on the on the Xbox One. So I'm glad, yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody wanted to play that still. Yeah, this time we actually had Fortnite and Apex. Um, so they didn't have to try to wander away. And then we also had like Halo and people were really satisfied with that. 
Oh, nice. We also had Call of Duty. So those games all together really satisfied people, and they weren't really trying to do a whole bunch of other things. And um, as far as the fighting games and stuff were concerned, no one was trying to download Naruto or play Naruto <laughs> or something. Um, but like I said, it wasn't more of like a fan service, right? So like the games that were there and the people that were there, they were really just enjoying the games that we put out. And it wasn't like, well, do you have Naruto? Well, do you yeah. have, you know, whatever else? So you just had, it wasn't the general public you were dealing with in this regard. Correct. Yeah, it was a bunch <laughs> of kids, though. They were really nice. Oh, okay. um, yeah, they, they, well, it was you. like they had a field trip. But like whatever was going on, they were into it. You know, I, I even saw these kids who I feel like have probably never seen a Nintendo 64 playing uh, Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64 and just having like a really good time. And they were holding the the joystick correctly. Like my heart was so proud. <laughs> so Yeah, it was very magical. What, what is the correct way to hold the Nintendo 64? So if you're playing the Mario Kart, you got to grip the middle stick with your left hand. Oh, okay. I was just curious because some people hold it on the sides, and I was wondering what, what, your, what your preference was. I, I personally haven't held it like that. I hold it in the middle. Unless yeah. it's a fighting game, then I hold then I hold it on the side for the D-pad. But but didn't, didn't you used to play like that, John? Like, I always hold it on the sides, and I still use the thumbstick. Like, I have pretty large hands, so... So, I was going to say, your fingers are probably just really long. Like, yeah. some people can do that, but the rest of us with <laughs> dainty hands yeah. can't, can't handle that. Yeah, I, can... I, play, uh, I play Tony Hawk holding it from the sides. Well, yeah, because of the <laughs> uh, control pad, right? That's the best way to yeah. do it. So, as, as far as, like, uh, eSport journalism, like, what is the last thing you've written about? So the last thing that I've written written about uh, that contains esports, I've been waiting to get it published, and it was about Red Bull Conquest in Chicago and how well the Midwest did in the Midwest, and how specifically how well Chicago did in Tekken. Hmm. The top four were all Tekken players, and um, Shadow actually is going to be representing Chicago um, in Tekken uh, because he won Red Bull Conquest. Uh, so that was pretty exciting. And a lot of the people who topped, um, you know, I can't say a lot because there was only like three or four games there, but they they topped a lot of the top players were like from Chicago. Um, and it was just it was really a proud moment for Chicago, for the Midwest, because Red Bull Conquest is here, of course. And, you know, you got people from Detroit and like Ohio, but they're not Chicago. They're Midwest. So, you know, we're all cool, but like they're not <laughs> Chicago. So it was really nice to have <laughs> Chicago represented. For sure. Yeah. When was that? How did that happen? The The Red Bull competition? I want to say it had to be. OK, so let me think. I came back from Dragon Con. Um, I came back from Dragon Con and it was bleeding over into September. So maybe two Saturdays ago. Oh, okay. I was just curious. Where, where did they have it at? Ignite and Skokie. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was, uh, that was where, yeah, that was where the meetup was, right? Yep. Yeah, you were there. I, I saw yeah. you there. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I bet that was, was it fairly packed? Yes. I think it was less packed than a Twitch meetup, but like. Still really packed for a, a Red Bull event. Oh, okay. Because um, everybody there was mostly com competing. So, like, spectatorship was... Uh, it was there, but, like, you know, they had 
all of the consoles and everything out. So a lot of people were competing. They were running pools, running pools, competing, doing on-stream matches. Mm. And so I just think a lot more competitors were there than spectators. So that's why it's like, yeah, it was crowded, but a lot of people were sitting down to play their matches. Did did you get to participate at all? I know I knew you were playing Mortal Kombat for a while. I know I saw some of the streams you were doing for that. Yeah. So I my first tournament ever was a was on E League. And I don't play competitively though at all. So no, I, I didn't get to play and they didn't have Mortal Kombat. They had Undernight and Birth, Street Fighter and Tekken. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if they had it or not. But I know that you've that you've played a little bit, so I wasn't able wasn't sure if you were able to compete as well while you yeah. were there no <laughs> that's cool is it what's what is the next big uh, competition that's coming up for that type of thing i would say you know what let me not lie uh battle for the east just happened um i would say it's frosties but i feel like i'm missing something in between now and frosties um that big E, oh, what's happening? The next thing I know about that I'm going to is definitely Frosties. I feel like I'm missing one. Um, yeah, I got to be missing one between here and January. Hmm. Is is Frosties in January then? Yeah, Frosties is in January. Is is that here? Yep, that's here. It's in a not St. Charles. That's Combo Breaker. It's in. Um, dang it! Yeah, I don't remember. But, but it's, it's, here. it's a suburb, though, right? Probably or like Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of those places kind of blur together. It's hard. To, it's hard to remember mm-hmm. all of them. It's probably like has a wood in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those or, for, or forest. Yeah, yeah. Something. Yeah. Or park or it's something with a tree normally. <laughs> yeah. That's cool though. I, I bet those uh, events are a lot of a lot of fun to go to. I I never get. To, I haven't really gone to any of like the competitive uh, fighting game stuff, but. But I've watched stuff through Evo and stuff like that, and it's always cool to see how people play who play much better than I do on uh, in the in the uh, fighting games. I don't know. I find it find it interesting, and I'm sure it's great to cover as well. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely a lot of fun. Um, sometimes the magical moments happen off stream as well, and um, the chat for like Evo and Frosties and all that does a really good job of being hype, but like nothing will come close. To being there because people are yelling, screaming. You would think you were at a football game, like the, with the amount oh, yeah, of yeah. energy and screaming and people losing their voice the first day, mm-hmm. and there's still two days left of competition. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just as exciting to watch, like as a sporting oh, yeah. event. You know, Do people I mean? have signs and stuff like at football games where they're like ripping, <laughs> you know, where they want to win and all that? No, they kind of only do that when they're going to be on like TBS. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like, yeah, because they want to be oh, seen. for the TV. Yeah, yeah, that, and then they also provide those for you too. So you got to think about it that the production's a bit different because when you're dealing with fighting games, um, because it's not as and expensive as like um like I've been to a League of Legends World uh, World Championship, mm-hmm. um, and they have you making signs, so it seems just as hype as you know it's supposed to. And I've also been to like the CS:GO um Masters and everything, mm-hmm. and like they they like people will bring in signs and stuff like that, and they'll give you like the thunder sticks, but um because that's kind of the only thing that is going on with the fighting game tournaments. It's a bit different because like I said, the majority of the people there are sitting down and playing the game 
And it's not until like the end when everyone's kind of been weeded out, do you start getting a bigger and bigger audience to watch? And then there's not always signs Um, for Undernight and Birth. They definitely had some cutouts of some of the people on the roster. But like that's that's about as far as the signs I saw. Hmm. That's cool, though. Yeah. I don't know. I just have never been to an event like that. I do wonder because I mean, esports, it's no, you know, no, uh, no news to anyone really anymore that they're a le- pretty legit thing. Like Ninja was on the front of ESPN or whatever. What was not ESPN? Um, he was on that fucking uh, Mask Singer show too. Yeah, it was he? Yeah, yeah he, whatever. <laughs> he was on the cover of like a, a sports magazine. And I don't know why I'm blanking out on what it was, but Sports was Illustrated. Oh, Sports Illustrated. There we go. That's the only sports magazine I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I forgot what it was. Just because I've seen it in story, I've never read it, but. But, you know, I don't know a lot about Ninja necessarily, but I just know that, you know, he's the... I don't know. I've only heard Michael trash Jordan things about games. him. Yeah, like, I've only heard the trash things about him, and Same. my understanding is that he was a CSGO player before Fortnite or something, or a Call of Duty uh, player, one of those C games. And so that's kind of how he transitioned and, like, got his thing. Um, so he's definitely a veteran. I, I can I can say that without, without a doubt. And then I... Right, and then I think of like, uh, what's the Fox guy? Like he's Sonic, like, Fox. Sonic Fox. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sonic Fox is like a superstar. Like, yeah, this is like the he's only. Mm-hmm. They're probably the only two like streamers or, or like competitive people that I know of, but I feel like they're the ones that most people know. I've seen a couple of people on like the Tonight Show, not just Ninja, but like the other night they had, I guess, two guys who won Over- Overwatch League just recently. Mm. Um, it was like maybe like eighteen or nineteen year old guys this is just the other day but yeah it's becoming more and more common to see them sort of reach the mainstream yeah and and it's a good thing but um they need to keep that same energy across all games you know not just the shooters or um dota or or not just the shooters mobas or uh the card games yeah I, I would love to see puzzle games like up there. Oh yeah, that would be cool. I would watch some Tetris or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> puzzle, puzzle they could do. They could do a competitive yeah. Tetris ninety nine thing, right? I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. You right you now, really could. You really well. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Don't. Wouldn't you have to set up a lobby for that? And that's not a thing right now, right? With Tetris well, ninety nine. No, no, you can. I mean, we did it. Yeah, we did it at the at the game at the last oh, game. Oh, did one you? That I, saw, I yeah. you know, I I was wondering that, and I thought it was just whoever lasted the longest in whatever you know, like pool that they got in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as long as you can create a custom lobby, let's get that going. It's kind of like it's sort of like a thing. Like I wasn't sure if it was going to work or not for the event for Kev for uh the iPlay Games meetup just because mm-hmm. uh because you have to buy the paid DLC in order to play multiplayer on Tetris mm-hmm. ninety nine. So it's only $10. I think it's totally worth it because you get like an offline mode. You get like a computer, you know, a CPU, not Tetris 99 mode that you can play and all that. And uh, yeah, you have to pay the $10, but you get you get an eight player, like uh, an eight player multiplayer where you can play system to system in there where it's eight of you versus um, 91 other CPU bots. That's basically how it works. Okay. So you can do that. And there's also a split screen mode that you can do with two Joy-Cons. That you get with the uh, big block DLC, so it's it's cool. Like we yeah we did it to where like you set up a room and everybody joined and yeah we had eight of us like all surrounded on a table and all that and we got it to work. You know it's it's cool. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about that split screen if we didn't have a bigger screen. Yeah, well I mean when we were doing the eight player, it was all it was yeah. it was full screen. There's only there's a two player mode that you can do with this with the split screen that has two, and I haven't tried that yet. 
My, yeah, mostly because I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to have to want to share the screen with somebody else. But, but there is right. that possibility, you know, for a local co-op in that way, you know, on there. But I think you know, with stuff like that, maybe it's possible. I was going to ask you, uh, how long do you think it's going to be before esports ends up in like the Olympics, or do you think that's possible? I oh, think it's possible. Oh yeah, I wrote a piece on that. It's really not long at all. Maybe it's that's like where I saw it. <laughs> the, I thought of it. It's like the it's like the second Olympics. The the one right after the one that's coming up, I think it's it's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. The the biggest hangup that they're having is, you know, they clearly don't want to use use CS:GO because you're using the word terrorist, right? And yeah. the Olympics is supposed to be about unity, so they don't want to use things like that, and they don't want to do anything shooting, no matter how cartoony it is. That's a, I, um, I understand that. Even though mm-hmm. skeet shooting is part of the Olympics, <laughs> but you're not shooting people. I know it's true. So yeah, that's their that's their only hang up, but they're definitely working at it, you know, and they're they're definitely um trying to trying to involve it. And I just want to know what game are they going to choose? Because yeah. as of right now, I feel like it, it's always about accessibility um to who can actually play these games. So so let's say that track will be more accessible to people because all you got to do is run. Versus figure skating, where you have to buy the equipment and the lessons and find a place that that teaches it um, at a higher rank and to be able to do that. And so if they pick a PC game for the Olympics, there's going to be an accessibility problem because now people can't be like, oh, I want to be an Olympic swimmer, which is even a bit more accessible than ice skating. You know, which is mm-hmm. l- less accessible um, than running because all you got to do is run. You know, it's <laughs> me. I buy cleats. Or, um, yeah, I buy cleats and I'm ready to go. Or, you know, versus the swimming where it's like, okay, I put on the swim cap. And, yes, I do have to learn how to swim. And then, you know, I get ready to go. Um, it's just going to be a-, a question of accessibility. And if they're truly making it accessible, which is something that I'm hoping esports uh, gets to do like starts doing now <laughs> that's kind of why the fgc is in the in the place that it's in because it's it's not big money esports but yeah. it's it's not very sexy mm-hmm. like csgo and overwatch and even uh-huh. fortnite are very sexy um but the fighting games aren't very sexy right now they should be fighting games are great they should be yeah, <laughs> I, I like. So games. I wonder what if they did like a last starfighter kind of thing where they like made their like the Olympics. You know, the Olympic Committee made their own game. Obviously, they would need to bring in some talent to do that, but to would, like to like test the, you know worldwide who could be the best at this game, and then bring those people to the Olympics. I, I yeah, would, but you know what would be weird? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that that's okay. I, I was just gonna say they should use uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. I know they're a little <laughs> redundant, but <laughs> they, could, they could use that again. <laughs> it's ready to go. Yeah, that be a little too cool. meta. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say the problem with that is even if they do bring in experts, um, man, people can crack games so easily. Mm-hmm. You know, you would need a game that's been vetted and like. Yeah somewhat respected mm. and stuff like that because even with csgo people have been caught like cheating like streamers mm-hmm. have been caught like using cheats and stuff like that and it would just be like a different beast you know versus something that already has a tournament rule set and someone who has an understanding of it because what happens when the olympic committee tries to make their own game is that 
they're going to be like, well, these are the rules. And then someone from esports is going to be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But okay, Mm -hmm. you know, it's your party. And then it's just it's just going to get messed up and people are going to find a way around it. And then they're going to be disqualifying people left and right. And then, you know, it's going to leave a bad taste. And they're going to be like, this is too complicated when realistically you could have just used something like fighting games like i just don't think it needs to be overwatch i think overwatch gets a lot of attention as it is right now and like that's great and i'm not just pushing for the fgc just because i like um fighting games but they don't want to do anything shooting and the closest thing that they could come to is like overwatch um and that's even over Fortnite. and so i just i don't know it's just I don't know if they want to include it, but they don't want it to be violent or, you know, seemed violent or seem like they're sending any type of message. But Overwatch gets too much attention as it is. I get that. And I respect that. Like, I mean, it's yeah, you don't want it to be something that's super. I mean, yeah, the Olympics is always is about coming together, like you said. And I guess another thing I would say, like, maybe not completely in line with the them making their own game, but. If it's not going to be Tokyo, where you think it would be a great place to to roll something like that out, um, it's going to be you know either the next Olympic or the the Olympic after. That's like eight four to eight years from now. It's probably going to be a game that hasn't that doesn't exist yet. Right, the whole landscape uh, is going to yeah. change, which is another problem that you know the sports that are in the Olympics now. Some of those sports have been around in one form or another for. You know, over a hundred years, a thousand years, right? I think skateboarding is just getting into the Olympics for the first time. Oh yeah, and that's been right? around. For that's ever. been around for what, four, forty Since years. It's like the so late seventies, probably, right? Right. Yeah. So, and these games they come in and out of fashion rather quickly. Yeah. You know, who knows how long Fortnite still has it for for being popular? You, you just and don't know. So right? then, if we're basing it off of popularity, they're going to continuously make Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter games. You know, <laughs> right. um, Smash Brothers and all that. Why not? Right. Yeah, right. Like you know, games. and and Smash Bros. Uh, I just you know, I don't know how many people would want Smash Bros in the Olympics. You know, if they do it right, what about Ring Fit Adventure? If there's some uh, multiplayer to that, <laughs> so then you have a physical and video game. If that ends up being good, I don't know. It's coming out in like a week, right? Like a couple weeks. Yeah, like it's uh, out. Yeah, next week, I think. Yeah, it's on the 18th, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, I, I, yeah, I'm just listening and just, you know, I like to. If you want a game that's not gonna go out of fashion, it's going to have to be something that they keep making ones and twos and threes of. You know, there's no Overwatch two. There's like a Dota two, but like that game is so freaking specific. Mm. You know and. And um, but th- like I said, those games are already sexy, right? They're already getting yeah. their millions of dollars and, and things of that nature. Yeah, you know, it might not be something that exists yet. It might be a game just specifically for the Olympics, you know, for that. Because if they if they do it that if they have esports in the Olympics, and clearly they're probably not going to have an esports in like the Winter Olympics because they're going to be like, well, duh. Or esports is going to be in the Winter Olympics because you know you whatever you can do that outside. indoor yeah. and outdoor. They're probably also going to have to have something in the Special Olympics too, oh, yeah, which yeah. would be really really interesting. But it's like, well, what would it be? And so, you know, yeah, yeah. I, that is an interesting thought. I would because it would you it would be analogous. It would have to be analogous, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know like how uh, popular the Olympics are? Because I I don't really watch them, but if there was video games in there, I definitely would. Is it kind of like I don't know, like TV award shows that need like more ratings or whatever? If they put games in there, they might get more people or younger people to watch it. You know, 
Um, I don't know how popular they are, but I can guarantee you that it is a worldwide event. Even if you don't want to watch the Olympics, you end up doing it. Like, so my family's Jamaican. And so every time Jamaican people race, all of Jamaica is watching, all Jamaicans are watching. And so like that girl who just won, I want to say her name is Shelly Ann, but that's such a Jamaican name. It's literally like Todd, you know what I mean? Like it's very... (laughs) Um, when she won the, um, relay race, um, and like just dominated over everybody, oh, that's going to get shared for like a long time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, is think about it this way. If you have a brother or a sister or a family member on the TV show that you would never watch, but now they're on it. You know, you're going to watch and be like, oh, you know, hey, it's for support. And so when countries have stake in anything, that whole country is going to watch because that's your pride and joy. You know, that's Mm -hmm. your country. That's what you're doing. So like the Olympics is still like dumb popular, you know, and the only way it can get unpopular is if it just wasn't. You know, like if it just wasn't competitive, but that's the whole thing. That's Uh, it's speaking to our competitive nature. The Olympics are like nice war. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's, so, it's supposed to be about yeah. uh, unity, but also, fuck you, you know. Yeah, you, friendly competition, you know, other, yeah. and, and what better way to have friendly competition than being like, you know, my country won in four different, you know, <laughs> in four different um, areas. What did you do? You know, people people love that stuff. People love a good story and then the stories that go behind it and then the camaraderie that people of the people who actually win is always really, really nice. So, like, can you imagine having esports in there with someone who's like a sore loser and doesn't even shake like the other person's <laughs> hand? It would just be like, you know, those gamers are a bunch of such and suches. It's like you're supposed to have good sportsmanship if anywhere else, you know, it's here. Yeah, I've seen those. I mean, I've seen like random videos of people like being shitty or like yelling at each other or whatever. And I'm sure you've seen a lot more than I have through, uh, through the esport competitions and yeah, it'd be great to have all that. Everybody can see it. Right. <laughs> see how much of a bad loser you are. But quick, I, I want to say, I'll say it once. I'll say it at the end of the show. Uh, where can, where can people find you uh, for your articles and stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, literally, if you Google my name, I should pop up. I also have a WordPress that I'm, um, don't really update. Cause now I'm like transition over to medium, but I want everything in a central place. So, uh, just Janae.wordpress.com. Okay. And then, um, I'm also on medium. So if you just put my name in and medium and same thing with YouTube, uh, it's all the same. Okay, cool. And I'll put a link in the description of the episode as well. So people can find yeah. it on there. And, uh, is there anything coming up that you want to promote here? in the future aside from like frosty no i don't have anything Uh, i met this really cool girl at fall x19 who does like awkward nerd events so i'm hoping that we'll do something but that's oh i want to i'm in on that do that in chicago yeah Yeah, that sounds fun yeah (laughs) i'll be your awkward nerd dj it'd be great right right (laughs) you just you know, have those awkward silences and pauses and just accidentally or on purpose plug out the music while people are singing and just really, <laughs> really turn up the awkward in the place. I actually, so this is an awkward thing that I did on my Twitch stream one time. This actually reminded me of that from that. Um, it, you got, you're familiar with the, what's it called? Uh, with the Sesuna that the game, the game with the girl that has a, I am Setsuna. 
No, 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 no. Not that one. I don't know if you're familiar with the game Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Mm. It's like a third-person action game. And the main character has like – I think she has like a mental issues to where she's hearing things that aren't there. And like in the best way to play the game is with headphones on, you know, because – You'll be talking to yourself, saying, like, hey, you can't do this. Like, you, you know, you won't be able to do this. Don't do that. Don't go over there, whatever. And I did a stream of it, and I streamed it. I was like, oh, I'll wear headphones. But I didn't realize that plugging headphones into your Switch, like, completely mutes the game on the TV. <laughs> so I did, like, so I did, like, a four-hour stream of me just breathing heavily into a microphone with no music, no sound effects whatsoever. And me yeah, just making commentary every once in a while. That's on the PlayStation if you want to be yeah. in a party chat. You really got to, like, do yeah. some audio rigging in order to be able to wear your headphones and talk in the party chat. Or you're just not going to be able to. So I've done that before. So yeah. I feel that pain. So that was my awkward no- nerd moment there. But uh, it, was, it sounded great in the headphones. But I didn't realize that it was going to completely mute the game into yeah. the stream. And I just, yeah, played it for, like, four hours and streamed it and just... Watched it later. I'm like, oh wow, this is just me breathing in the microphone mostly. <laughs> well, and, and I and I make comments about it, but most of it's like me breathing in the microphone because there's no sounds. What the only sound is the microphone. So it's like, okay, that's funny. Yeah, that is a cool game though. It's a yeah, it looks incredible on the Switch too. There's another one that I was hoping to finish at some point. You should go back over that video and dub over it and be like, here I was thinking about this. <laughs> well, I tried to talk about what I was thinking about, but oh, you mean like what was happening in the game? Like what she was yeah. hearing and like what the dialogue was and all that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do something with it. But on the subject of that, let's talk about what we've been playing for the week. Uh, why don't you go first, uh, June? What what you what you've been up to? Oh man, Borderlands, Borderlands, and more freaking Borderlands. I cannot get enough, and that's only because I could not beat uh, Doctor Strange being possessed by Dormammu on uh, the Black Order. Oh, I can't yeah. Do it. That's so I, you know I what? took a break. That's as far as I got, too, actually. Yeah. I, I, well, Black Order, unfortunately, came out like this the same time as like 20 other games. So it was like, yeah, because it was like, what, back to back with like that and Dragon Quest Builders and like Astral Chain and like Fire mm-hmm. Emblem and all this other shit. So, well, Astral Chain, Astral Chain was like the 20th because I wanted that game. Yeah. So that, that came out a little bit later yeah or yeah that came out a little bit later but yeah. yeah but there was yeah there was still like a big i felt like it was like every week we were getting a getting a thing mm-hmm. starting with like super mario maker 2 and it was like boom 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 on the switch and yeah i played i played a ultimate alliance for a while and i actually i think i played it one night and i was really tired and i actually fell asleep in that part when i was trying to play dr strange and i woke up and all my guys were dead and i'm like okay i'm going to bed and uh, and that's about as far as I got because other stuff uh, distracted me. But I've heard people, yeah, I've heard people talk about that being a rough part of the game. So I guess that's part of why I haven't gotten into it yet. But yeah, I think for that one, you definitely got to summon some more people. Like you got to just summon a, a team that gets it because mm-hmm. the frustrating thing about the Black Order is that your team, um, you you can't control everybody at once, right? Yeah. Um, but like some of them will run straight into the line of fire oh, or yeah, just they stay do. in there. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Seri- it's one thing, <laughs> it's one thing when you haven't figured out what you're supposed to be supposed to be doing yet. So you know, you're all your guys are kind of just standing around. But then when you realize, like, okay, I'm gonna get on this turret, you get on that turret, and then that happens. That's like a really great sync up, right? Because oh, sure, it's not yeah. walking you through the game; it's letting you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then they follow your lead. 
but it's kind of frustrating when they don't follow your lead when you're fighting um, the, the, the Green Goblin and, you know, you're picking up the pumpkins and you're throwing them and they're just picking up the pumpkins and, and just not, or standing yeah. by them, you <laughs> yeah, know, and you're like, up, yeah. I clearly don't go into the middle because he's going to skate straight through the middle and blow everything up. And here you are, Venom, standing in the middle, <laughs> you know, eating up all the damage and I have no more revives. It's always you, Venom. Always, always fucking things up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know if you uh, if you have a if you have a friend who has the game. You can actually. I figured this out. We tried it at the last uh, meetup thing. But if you if if you have a if you have somebody who has the game and you guys play like with two switches and two copies of the game, they they will actually bring in their characters at the level that they're at. So you can actually like kind of blow through it if you get stuck on that it's like sort of like oh, you can bring in okay. so like yeah because i played with another guy like from the beginning of the game and i was starting with where my guys were from from that doctor strange part so i had like a level 20 ghost rider like at the very beginning when everybody was level one and i was just kind of blowing through everybody so you can do that if you know of anybody who's played the game longer mm. or, or you can find somebody online to join up with you and they'll have a much higher much much higher level and you know help you blast through harder parts that's kind of like what you do in, uh, was it in Dark Souls, right? Where you can bring people in to help you defeat monsters and stuff. It's kind of like that. So, and you and you also get you get all the characters that you've unlocked, like whether they would be available at that time in the game or not, which is also cool. So you can play with okay. some guys. You can play with some guys early, you know, or earlier in the game with guys. You can yeah, play I'll definitely try that, or I'll think about it because I do want to beat it. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I'm not saying you should cheat, but if you, if right, you need to, yeah. that's a way to cheat. Right, yeah. Sometimes I do want to beat it on my own merit, but like I was having that problem in Borderlands when I was fighting the Katagawa ball. I couldn't do it by myself. And then I played with someone and then we beat it in like 2 minutes and I was really upset because I was like yeah. I kind of wanted this to be harder, but I really appreciate your help. But and he was also, like level yeah. 50. You know? Yeah. So like that Katagawa ball was like a breeze. Uh, I think that game's Mostly meant to play, be played multiplayer. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. What what else have you been playing? Just those two. I've put down Overwatch for a while. I do want to say that I was the first person who said that Overwatch was going to be on the Switch, and everyone was like, "No." And I was like, "Come on, think about the way people play Splatoon." Yeah. If you could do that with Overwatch, I'm not saying it would be great. I'm saying it would be a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, man, Overwatch on the Switch is amazing. Like, no, no one's saying that. But like, just have just the way that, you know, people play Splatoon. If you can play Overwatch like that, boom. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I put down Overwatch for a while. Um. You- I got this. I got this game called the Blackout Club that I'm supposed to play for. October because it's kind of like spooky. Hmm. Um, it's an asymmetrical kind of horror game, but not really because I don't play horror. So that's coming up pretty soon. But I'm really trying to get through Borderlands. Are you planning on trying out a uh, Overwatch on the Switch? I know you said you're kind of over it, but do you think do you think it'll be? It comes out next Tuesday. Are you interested? No, to, no? I'm not because <laughs> I, I bought Overwatch on every console. Like Blizzard can't get any more of my money. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I hear on you. the PC, yeah. I got it for twelve dollars. You know, um, on Xbox, I think it was twenty dollars, and on PC, and on PlayStation, it was sixty. Like, mm. you're just you're not getting my money. <laughs> like, that's gonna have to be. I don't know. Yeah, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> but 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 don't you want it portable? 
<laughs> Absolutely not. How how is that even going to work? You know what's wild? In order to play Overwatch the way that I would probably want to play it, I would then have to buy an Ethernet adapter, which I don't have. Right? So yeah. I am just adding more and more things that I would have to get to play Overwatch on the Switch, and I'm not doing that. Do you prefer sure. to play Overwatch with the controller or the keyboard mouse? Um, it took me a while, but I think the keyboard and mouse got me really comfortable. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not just, I, I don't know what it is. With, with the controller, it's pretty nice. Um, but the keyboard and mouse is something about using the keys that's just like a little bit better. I used to play piano, so I think it's just easier for me uh-huh. to do it that way. Um, but like the controllers, it was like literally my first love, but like, that's how I would hurt myself. Like I would literally be playing for so long that I would get like hand cramps and stuff like that. Mm. And when I play on the keyboard, my hands are a bit more like spread out and relaxed and like, I can't grip the controller when I'm angry. So like, I have no choice but to relax and play. You just punch the keyboard. Yeah. I was going to say, you just, yeah, you could just do that. <laughs> just break yeah. I definitely didn't need that idea. Cause I might do it. And then my little like <laughs> chat is going to have random, random uh, letters. <laughs> There's still like not a price for the regular Switch Overwatch on the on the subject of that, but there is like an Ultimate Edition that's forty dollars. That's like all I've really seen. I don't I don't know if they're going to do like any sort of. I feel like they should do a free to play thing with it because I'm not really. I haven't played Overwatch, but I'm they'll not, probably yeah. do like um, they've done on other systems where they'll be like it'll be free for a weekend or yeah. something. And so you can play. Has it. Nintendo ever done that though? Like I know when Mega uh, Mega did, Man. Uh, was being released. Uh, that was when the, that was when I th- I don't know if it was an earthquake or something happened, and they couldn't go through with the direct, hmm. so oh, they yeah, they yeah, saved that. it. Yeah. But like you could still find Mega Man on on Mega the Man 11, store. Yeah. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, but like it wasn't free, but it was like the demo. I don't know if they've ever done that. From my experience, they've done like well, they did like. They did sort of do that with arms, right? Yeah, they did. That it. was a limited version. Oh, yeah, they did it. Actually, I was working on the marketing, um, well, more like guerrilla marketing side for the Nintendo Switch when arms came out. So I didn't know because mm. at that time I was all worn out from playing arms. It was a great game, but I was demoing that game like 10 hours a day. Were, were you at like those uh, secret uh, Switch? things like the switch events where you, where you come in and, and see it like behind closed doors and stuff like that yeah oh were you, yeah. were you were you at the one in chicago that happened yeah oh i we were at that one maybe i didn't oh. i might not i might not have uh, known you yet no because i didn't yeah no, i, I, didn't, meet didn't. You, I yeah. didn't meet you until later yeah but yeah jeremy and i we went to that we went to one of those like yeah back in february yeah. Yeah. yep like, that's exactly right when it came out yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. and it was like that okay weather in february yeah. wild yeah, we should check. We have a bunch of videos on there on YouTube. We should check and see if if we see you in, in any of those because we recorded a bunch of stuff over there. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I also had to uh, demo. What is it? Um, one, one, two, heroes. Half blood heroes. Oh, the half. Yeah, was it that one? That, the... That's not what it's called. But yeah, the heroes one. Yeah, it was something. It was half has something. Been, has been heroes. Has been heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, because that one was a weird one. I remember it's like hard to it was hard to explain. Yes, that was me. I mean, well, that was the first that was the first game we tried that we. I think that was the first game we tried. Period. 
Yeah, like that once, was me. once we got there. So I was right underneath the speaker and I was yelling the instruction because everything else was like this guy, either you know how to play or you don't. Everyone yeah. <laughs> wanted to go over to um yeah. Breath of the Wild and there was headphones and then they had asphalt, but like it's a racing game. They had Super Bomberman man, but it's Super Bomberman. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? And then they had just dance, which is also self explanatory, and then they have arms, but that was away from the speakers. And yeah. I was at has been heroes because yeah. <laughs> why Janae's a nerd everyone else there was like kind of yeah. knew about games but i like new new games so they put me on like the yeah. hardest game yeah yeah and i was I, we, we were calling it half brain heroes since that day just because like i felt like a half brain when i tried to play it yeah, I you know it. and it's not your fault it's really not your fault <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the best game to demo yeah in that setting because it really took a lot and i get it you know they were trying to have Breath of the Wild, the thing everyone's been waiting for, and then all of these other things, you know, the racing game, easy, uh, the dancing game, easy, and then they're like, what about the people who like, you know, the RTS, and it was like, this is not the time to display (laughs) RTS games, okay? Give the people something quick and easy and let me go home. Yeah, it's it's a really hard game to explain, and I still don't really understand what happened in the game, and I never played it after that. I was just kind of like... I don't know yeah. if I'll get. I don't know if I'll get this game. So I wonder I if that, we've yeah. got a video up on our YouTube, and I think that's you. That's I'm looking at it right now. It is. It, that was before I cut and colored my hair too. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, we yeah. Each other. that's awesome. We yeah, we just. I feel like we just talked about demoing that like last week or the week before. We just talked about it on the show, but that's, that's awesome. Funny. Yeah. Send me the video so I can watch it and put it in the comments. Ha ha ha! Who's that weird girl who can't? <laughs> so I can Demo probably for sure, yeah. The, uh, through the Skype chat, yeah, I can see sure. a link. Yeah, or I'll or I'll uh, send a send you a message. Is it is that all you've been playing this week? Yeah, that's all I've been about? playing for like the month. Oh, okay. So, that's me. That's totally me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just saw that. Yes, that. That's, that's so crazy. Funny. That's awesome, though. No. That was like one of my favorite things I've ever gone to. Yeah, I felt like such a so special that I got to go to that special Switch event. Yeah, that was awesome that we actually got the Nintendo actually chose us for that. Like it wasn't really even like a you have a podcast thing. It was just like, hey, uh, you buy a lot of Nintendo games. Do you want to go to this thing? You know, because I was in the you know in the Nintendo Club and all that stuff. So, so yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that we all we were all there before. Well. Before we knew each other and now here we are before the switch was a thing that you could buy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know they really were on us about saying joy con instead of joy cons like oh, they were yeah. like you <laughs> cannot say joy cons and it was like what it yeah. was like no these are joy con controllers yeah. but they are joy like it was a lot but no let's go back forward to the things that we were playing i'm sure everyone everyone knows maybe hopefully who listen to the show but I'm getting married this week on Sunday. Woo! So, awesome! So That's right. Congratulations! <laughs> everything is. Thank you. Everything yeah. is a little. Uh, is, is a little crazy. Just trying to get all this stuff together. But I have been. Uh, actually, thanks to thanks to you. Well, we were going to get it anyway, but we did use the coupon that you, that you gave awesome. uh, at the at the event. I gave it to my fiance, and uh, she used it to buy the new purple and orange Joy-Con that just came mm-hmm. out uh, on Friday of last week. So. We have that now. She has her own Joy-Con for her Switch. That is so. Were they? Was it a, like a discount on them or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. June had a had coupons that were like, a, was it ten dollars off seventy five and above from Target? Yeah. I think. Yeah, 
She Very was, nice. And she was handing them out, and uh, I took one and I and I gave it to Jess, and I was like, "Here, use it on the Joy-Con," because she wanted, because I knew she wanted, uh, she wanted to get the purple one, the purple and, and orange one that came out. So, yeah, so we did that. Uh, I had to, I went, I went and grabbed one for her when uh, when she was at work. I had to go to a couple targets, but I did find it uh, on on that Friday that it came out. And also uh, another thing that I sort of well I got but didn't get. Uh, Jess bought it bought a uh, switch case for her for her switch, and uh, she ordered the one that I have uh, the 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 Smatry S M A Smatry however you pronounce that. Mm-hmm. I personally think it's the best switch case, or at least it was when the switch came out, just because it has its own stand in it that you can use and charge the switch at the same time, which I think is very important for playing your switch on the go. Anyway, uh, she bought one, and she actually got the new 2.0 version, so we actually traded because she liked my original one better because it's smaller. So I kind of got a new Switch case. And it's the one that I have is basically the same that I had, well, same that I had before, but it's like double the size because the pocket on the top is huge. Now you can actually fit like a whole Pro Controller in there. So so I pretty much got a new Switch case. <laughs> yeah, and it's like nice. half the size of you know that, that standard big one that carries the dock. Yeah, looks like it's about maybe half or a third of the size of that one. So it's mm. it's just uh, they just kind of did stuff to make it. It's like the same price as the other one. It just it just works better now because the original one it had like an elastic band thing that you had to like slide your switch under mm-hmm. to use the stand, and now the elastic bands you can actually velcro them off and like put them over your switch instead of trying to push your switch in there because it was kind of hard to like pull the elastic and get the screen under there. So now they kind of did away with that, and like, and like where the switch is is hold, that's a little deeper, and it kind of like holds the switch snugger, and they just kind of did some stuff to make it like work better. And like I said, the pocket is way huger too on the top. Like you could put your, you could probably, you might even be able to fit. Well, you can almost fit the dock in there, but you can put your charger in there. You can put a few Joy Cons in there. Like I said, you can almost, you could probably fit a pro pro controller in there too. So that's a that's a new thing that I got, and it's it's pretty cool. I, I I'm digging it. I've been uh, I, th- I think I played a little bit more Dragon Quest XI from last week, but I don't think I've done enough worth talking about. But I have been playing, weirdly enough, I've been playing more Dragon Quest II than Dragon Quest XI because I don't know those older Dragon Quest games are more comforting to me, I guess, because they're less complicated, <laughs> and I, and I kind of know them and I know that they're short. But I got mm-hmm. but I got to the point in Dragon Quest II where you can play Dragon Quest One, which was really awesome the first time I did it because. I don't know. This is kind of a spoiler for anybody who ha- I already said it, but for anybody who hasn't played Dragon Quest, but basically you can go through the world of Dragon Quest One in Dragon Quest Two. Like once you once, once you get a ship for the first time, if you go east of where you get the ship, like if you go like east and south and then northeast after that, you find you basically find the uh, the continent of Alifgard. You basically find the whole area of the original game in there because I think they wanted to show off how much bigger the second one is. So you mm-hmm. can find the land that you were in in the very first game and walk around. And you can go you can go and you can talk to the dragon lord. He's in there. He won't try to fight you. But you can talk to him about, like, how his world is in ruin and all that because he got beat. And uh, you can also go find the, the the sword of Lodo, which is in the same place that it is in the original game, which, like, totally blew my mind when I first played it on Game Boy a few years ago. I just thought it was awesome that I could go straight to that spot and that that sword was still there. And it's it's cool. Like you can go in there and find the, and you can go and look at like all the all the different uh, towns and see like where they're at. Some of them are destroyed; they're not there. And like same with like when you go to the Dragon Lord's castle, like most of the castles destroyed because you know he was killed like hundred years ago or whatever in the first game. But I I thought that was so cool that you can like find, and it's a little bit smaller 
than the original map from the first game, but it's just I don't know. If you if you played a lot of Dragon Warrior or Dragon Quest One, it's a nice thing to find there and be like, Oh shit, yeah. I remember where everything is here. I can go I can go to these places and and some of the yeah, some of the places are the same, some of them are destroyed because of like the years that have passed. There's also there's an Aleph Guard in Dragon Quest three as well after that. So they they basically put the same map in three games in a row at the very beginning, but I got a kick out of it. So just kind of prove that they could. Yeah, I, I figured that was why they did it with Dragon Quest Two to be like, oh yeah, this game is so it's so it's so much bigger that here's what here's how much land we had in the first game. Now we got all this other land around it. You know, it's almost like ten times as big, even though you can tell the map is a little bit smaller. But I don't know. I always I always get a kick out of that, and that was. It's always fun to, to to find that and walk around with it because now you have, you know, now you have three characters. Your characters are stronger this time instead of the one, and and it's and it still plays that same music from Dragon Quest One only on that island when you get there, which is really cool. Like I, I love those little details that they do with it. You know, where like all the music is different in the game until you get to that island, then it plays the overworld theme from Dragon Quest One. That's awesome. And also, I've been playing Red Faction Guerrilla. I actually was hoping to beat it, and I played some of it with John earlier today, but. It turns out that what I thought was the last mission was not the last mission, and there were more missions. So I'm still working on that, hoping to beat it before the end of the year. But yeah, I think that's I think that's all I've been playing for this week. Uh, I tried to get that Asphalt game for free, but it was just taking too long to download, so I didn't get a chance to play it. You want to go, John? Sure, sure, I can go. Uh, yeah, I did play Asphalt Nine Legends, and I actually thought for a pretty for a free game, it's pretty good. Um, that said, um, and that's it, a freemium, right? Or free, a free freemium, play. Yeah, 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 correct. So it's essentially it's a series that's been on the iPhone and other phones for a long time now. Uh, now you get to play it with a controller, and I always thought it was a pretty quality series, even on the iPhone. Um, but now, you, but now you can play it properly. Not now you play it properly screen. on your couch yeah. with the controller. Yeah, and uh, it's like comparable to say a Burnout. I think would be the closest comparison, right? And the only thing I think is kind of a, a downside is that the races are really short. I mean, like, some of them are 30 seconds. Yeah, you're saying they're, like, less than a minute. That seems ridiculous. Right. Um, I think the longest one that I did was a minute 10. Um, but while you're playing it, it is enjoyable. And I have to think that maybe you get the longer races if you if you pay for it, perhaps. I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, for a free download, yeah, everybody go check it out. It's worth it. And it hasn't got to the point where it said where it stopped you and said like, "Hey, you got to pay for not that you have to more pay. No. gas or something like that, right?" To, to no, pay more. so there's ten races and that and that's like a season. And at the end of ten races, then it kind of says, "Hey, you know, if you like it, you can download different cars and all that stuff." Yeah, it's not too oppressive so far. Yeah, I think it's worth it. I like the car combat aspect. Like you can double tap the gas and your car will spin around do do a three sixty and knock out the other cars. Yeah, that was a that was a move they stole from F Zero, F Zero X and F Zero GX had that in there. You could, you can try to knock game. people off, and when you know we'll be at Galloping Ghosts in a couple of days, so you get to try the AX there and see if you can do it on that. That's mm-hmm. true. I want to bring my GameCube memory card. Um, That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, um, beyond Asphalt Nine, um, I've been playing more Link's Awakening. I'm loving that game. You know, it's just amazing. In fact, when I was flying into Chicago today. I looked out the window. I had the window seat, and as I was landing, I was just thinking of Link's Awakening because everything looked like so cute and tiny. All the little houses <laughs> down there uh-huh. in my head, it was like do 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 do. Yeah, I thought you were going to say clouds and all that, right? Yeah, and I yeah, I thought you were going to say you looked out the window and you're like, 
Man, Link's Awakening looks like looks a lot better than this world. These graphics <laughs> suck because it does look really good. <laughs> I know it's like kind of spoilers, but a couple people beat Link's Awakening. Uh, Jeremy did, and and Jess did as well. You guys both you guys both beat the beat the game around the same time. Uh, right. She beat it like three or four days before me, but yeah, yeah. Are you I, I have finished it. I'm awake now, as I said. Yeah, and on, and I wanted to mention I, on the subject of Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, Jess has actually been started playing Dragon Quest Eleven in 2D, and she says she really likes it a lot. Like I wasn't sure if the if the story would convey as well in 2D, but yeah, she says it's really good and that she really likes the orchestrated music because it's this you know is that in 2D as well. So from what I've heard, she's she's really well. Seeing it. as how she can't really play 3D games without feeling like motion sickness. Sickness, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool that there's an option for her. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, she just—I guess she just started playing it today, and she told me she just really, really likes it and the story and the music and all that. And it does look really pretty in the in the sprite in the sprite area. Yeah. Other than that, um, when I was at the airport today, I wanted to make mention that I did see two people playing Mario Kart Tour separately. So somebody's uh, playing that game. Yeah, people are playing that game, <laughs> I guess. So. Yeah, good for Mario Kart. I mean, it got like ninety million dollar or ninety million downloads in the first week or something like that. It's free. Yeah, I, I only played it a little bit after we talked about it, just because I think it looks nice and I was wanted to look at it again. But I still don't think it's really fun to play because it's not really, yeah, it's not really a game. I guess. I mean, it's it's weird. It's a weird game. Do you, have any of you guys played any of it anymore? I played I for another half got hour. Rid of it. Yeah, you down you you had deleted already. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did one more um, just because I wa- I wanted to like get to the point where you could add friends, and I didn't even realize that it, that's not even in there at the beginning, which I think is just stupid. Like you can't add friends from the start of the game. You have to play. I think I played through three um, three tours or whatever you want to call them. Basically, like half an hour, maybe forty five minutes into the game, then then you could add people. That's like, weird. You gotta like, really weird. You gotta work to it. You gotta work to the friend request. Right. You think they'd want to have that at the beginning, so you could say, "Hey, let's play," and then you go download the game. Yeah, uh, strange. But yeah, so I did want to say a special thanks to our good friend Jesse, uh, because as we were talking about last week, I was trying to decide what to get with my my points that that uh, Trey got me for my birthday, and Jesse. Heard the episode and he bought me the Legend of Zelda DLC for my birthday. Wow! So thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's a great gift. John getting getting random gifts left and right. I know, John. You got that good karma coming at you, bro. I yeah. suppose got the tele, the double Zelda gift <laughs> in a, yeah. a week. Yeah. So now, so now you have to now you have to get back to beating Breath of the Wild. I do. Yeah, I do absolutely. Get on that, so you can get that motorcycle, the cool motorcycle. Yeah, that's it for me. So you didn't ever get, you didn't pick what you were going to buy with that card Oh, no, yet? not yet. I haven't picked it yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the Killer Queen Black. That game, I've been doing a little research on it over the last week, and it seems like something I could get into. And it's it's coming out, like, in a couple of days. It'll actually, October 11th. It'll, it will be out when this episode is posted. Oh, really? So, okay. So everybody who's listening to this, you can buy it right now on the eShop. Man, maybe I'll get to play it in a couple of days on John's Switch. Mm-hmm. True, it's it's cheap too. I think it's only it's still on sale for like eleven ninety nine. I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you? Well, playing? I uh, as Trey said, I did beat Link's, Link's Awakening. Um, I think I responded to Jess in the Facebook group just to let her know, you know, hey, I did it too. I did have to look for a couple other things, and I'm not proud of it, but it just some stuff at the end just got a little. I don't know. 
I just got really confused. And um, like, I don't know. I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but it's all stuff that once I figured it out, I was like kind of smacking myself in the forehead for it. But it was also stuff that I wouldn't remember because it had happened like weeks before, mm. you know, when I'd been playing the game. So needless to say, I did beat it. And uh, it's, it remains beautiful now and i actually i think i'm going to start it over again so i don't think i'm done playing it yet i think i'm going to try the hero mode i hear it's very hard because uh because so noah you can't get your hearts back at all in any way i guess but and, I until you in, get in, to the i'm sure i'm yeah for many people i'm probably in the high region but i only died four times i think I've, i think i already have like nine or ten i think because there was one boss that was just really fucking me over it was like the one where you get the face key that guy that was one was really, really hard because i think i was so I, but yeah, yeah i only had four deaths at the end of it so mm. it's really easy also i had just got done playing link to the past right before that so i think it was kind of yeah it helped like acclimated to the, the style mood. of yeah, how yeah. the game worked for sure but i beat it and i'm and i'm and i'm proud and you know throw it on the pile of games i've actually beaten this year which yeah. is kind of a small pile, but I'm working on it. Uh, I did. Pl- I did finally play that Neo Cab demo. Pretty cool, uh, right? I don't remember what that is. I, it's you. You say this every time we mention it. Uh, <laughs> Neo Cab is the one, the the field grid one, where it's uh, you're in the future. Uh, you're basically a Uber cab driver from the future, and it's basically like a choose your own adventure kind of thing, mm, where you okay. pick people up and you decide what to say to them about whatever it's i did so yeah it's the the free demo i definitely recommend it i mean it's free for sure but uh there's a there's a sort of like political thing going on where like oh yeah there's a sort of it's sort of like yeah the uh with the dystopian future of like you know there's the auto driving cars but now like people it's becoming it's like starting to like become illegal for people to drive cars because it's it's not safe because the robots are safer so like you as the cab driver in the game, you actually are kind of like you you roll into up into the city that's like near the like the central headquarters of like the main like robotic Uber provider, and uh, and you're just like getting like uh, daggers like people are like throwing daggers at you like looking at you like everywhere you go because like what the heck's this human doing driving? Yeah, from what I gathered from it, the, she used to drive for another company. That basically laid off all of their employees and replaced them by robots. So she's like incredibly like jaded about that still. But she's also like in the city that she's in, that's like the headquarters of that particular right. company. So, so she will, so she'll pick up people who work there, or have to go there and have to decide whether, you know, what she's going to say about how much she hates the company or whatever. And of course you, you decide that. But there's also like some, uh, there, there's a there's a non-binary character in there, which I know that was uh, that kind of got some got some press, which which is pretty awesome. And uh, and yeah, a lot of it is is kind of very much about like the system versus like the worker. And you know, there's some good commentary in there, and you, and you get a good taste of it from the demo. I like that uh, you learn about yeah, you're learning as the main characters like background through their interaction with the other characters. Which it, it's definitely more like a, an interactive novel. Oh, for sure. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was hoping it'd be a bit more like choice based, but it does seem like the choices are few and far between, at least in the demo. And 
even sometimes I would want to say something rash and it would prevent me from doing it. Oh yeah, because sometimes she's like, "All right," but but I think maybe hope maybe later in the actual game you can say whatever you want. I'd hope. But uh, I still had a great time with it, and and yeah, the the story is very compelling. So I'll probably end up getting this game eventually. I would I would think, especially if it. That's on, I know it was yeah. on sale before it came out, but I think it's still on sale actually, and it's and it's like less than it's less than twenty. I know that I think it's on sale for like seventeen ninety nine or something like that. So it's not it's only like a couple bucks off, but no, I definitely found it incredibly intriguing. When I was playing it, though, I was like, man, if they only, like, mix this game with, like, Crazy Taxi and I could actually, like, drive the people to the places and, like, have <laughs> conversations with them, I'd be like, this is, like, my game of the year. If they would have done that, that would be so much fun. Whereas, I think like, that would have made the game where, like, ga- I would have yeah. bought it already if that were the case. Where it was Crazy Taxi and it, like, has, like, this incredibly deep emotional story about, like, your main <laughs> character and, like, the offspring and her life and Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, because you literally wear a bracelet, like the person you go to meet in this new city, like you're going to live with them. And uh, they give you this bracelet that lets people know your mood by looking at the bracelet. So it's like a mood ring, but it's actually super accurate. So it'll like, it'll like the people like sitting in the backseat of the cab will like behave differently because they see your, they can like see your mood written on your sleeve, literally. Yeah. Yeah. That's elaborate. Yeah. It's very like dystopian for sure. But. There, there was, there was a part. It's a part where you pick up this person that's like wearing like a suit that has all this like holograms in front of their face and all that. And I tried to make a joke about it on Twitter, but I don't think anybody got it. But I was like, it was like, here, I was like, here's a preview to the iPhone 12 XR 15 you know, of this person in the suit or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, and it's what it's it's like the future of screens, like where you just have, you know, it's like the iPhone from Futurama, where like it's an actual phone that you stick in your eyeball and you. Can't yeah, look away from yeah, it. It's yeah. always there. Yeah. <laughs> like the, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. You wear a suit where you just, there's just holograms in your face and you're constantly filming yourself and putting it on Instagram. That's the future right there. That's what that is. But yeah, no, I'm glad you enjoyed the demo. It's a, I think I it's, do. I think it's a cool. Game. I do. And, uh, kind of wish I would have played it so we could have like talked about it a bit more, but also kind of when I threw, when I, when I downloaded it and I finally remembered to and played it, it was, it was a super relaxing experience. So, it might be, you know, a future version of Goose Game in the in the sense of like for me personally, like a game I'll just play to just kind of zone out and mm-hmm. have a good time messing around and doing dumb things in, which I'm hoping that's allowed. But yeah, <laughs> I hope I can just say really dumb things to people. Mm. But uh, other than these th- these couple of games, I've, of course, I've been playing Dragon Quest Eleven still, and I'm so glad I held out for the Switch version because. It's just it's gone with me everywhere I go, like traveling, and I'm gonna bring it up with me to Chicago this weekend for uh. Trey's wedding. So I'm gonna have it on the train to occupy me, and whenever I do actually have free time over the weekend, I'm gonna try to play a little bit of it. But uh, it's great. It's it's just a fantastic game to have as a portable game, and you know when I'm at home watching it on television with the speakers turned up and that nice orchestral music, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's great. So I love it still. Um, I did recently, I, I did want to explain my middle name. Uh, I don't think I'm going to ruin anything by just saying there's a side quest where this old guy asks you to yeah, that's get not... <laughs> one, of, one of your party members to dress a certain way. That that actually doesn't, um, that doesn't seem like a spoiler for me. I feel like that's maybe already happened in a previous Dragon Quest game. I don't know. But yeah, oh, has it? <laughs> possibly. I don't know. It's, it just seems like something that doesn't seem that far off. What's, I don't know. What's there's strange about characters. it being, you know, I'm, 
this modern game is that you're seeing all your characters on the screen while you're walking. So she's literally standing right there and this creepy dude just like, I have a, I really have a thing for, uh, this people that dress a certain way. Like, can you get your party member to dress this way? And you're like, okay, as long as it's not, as long as it's not the kid, (laughs) it's not, it's not Veronica, is it? Or do you no, want to oh, say? no, no, no. I mean, Veronica is an adult turned into a child. I mean, she's not actually a child, but still, that would be incredibly it's not, creepy. It's not Veronica. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> no, I would. I, that would be. I would be making a bigger deal about it. Um, it's just. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's strange. Uh, obviously, it's a JRPG, and it's going to be campy. But oh, it's the the name of. He's an old guy, and he's like been. You know, he he just remembers this person that dressed a certain way back in his youth and he's never seen that beautiful of a woman again. So he's like wanting you to like help him out and get your <laughs> party member to dress like this person that, and so, uh, the, the, but the quest is called a rush of blood. Hmm. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, Oh my gosh, this game's so freaking campy, but whatever, you know, it's, it's still fun. And that's an optional side quest. I guess I don't actually have to do it if I don't want to, but Sure, but I, I think the side quests are fun, or can be. Of course, and then them. if you accept a bunch, you can just kind of do them as you go and kind of learn how to streamline it. Which, so I did uh, finally. I think I've tailored the all the systems to where I like them. You know, as far as like battle speed and yeah. and where everyone's lined up, and I think I've got a party that I like, and I've gotten almost to where I, well, I'm definitely hoarding my money. Because I just want to keep throwing it in the bank, like I don't want to spend it. And uh, so I've got like fifteen thousand in the bank. I mean, it's not a lot, but uh-huh. it's like uh, I could buy some nice equipment, but I have it. So I might end up needing to spend a bunch of it. But I've just been doing my best to hoard money, and um, I've had to grind a few times, but it's never been and never really felt like much of a chore. Uh, yeah, I. Most of those games, like whenever you like, I feel like every Dragon Quest to the very beginning of the Dragon Quests is basically you go to it. it it's very much created that whole like trope of like you know you go to a new town, they they have new weapons, and you can't afford all of them, so you have to grind and get the money to get those to go to. I mean, that's how the whole first game was yeah. was all about like grinding and getting money to get better weapons to get farther in the land and all that. And that's it's always I from find town to town. About like, it. I've yeah, seen, yeah, I've seen several towns at this point. Yeah. And uh, I played nearly, well, I played over twenty hours at this point. I think that, pretty sure that's including the demo. Yeah. So uh, because it because the the progress transferred over, so does, I put at yeah. least fifteen hours into this since I bought the full version, and I just keep picking it up every day and playing. Even if I can only play for, you know, fifteen or twenty minutes, I'll still play and and uh, really like it. I, still, uh, definitely, still my pick. I know it didn't come out this week, but. I think this is one of those games Pick where of the week it's just going to be worth every penny. I mean, I've already gotten a third of the value out of it if, with my formula, and then I'm going to go back and play it again with the 2D mode later. You should. You should definitely check it out because the sprites are really, really good, and I think it looks really pretty from what I played of it. If that's all we've been playing, uh, let's take a break, and then we can talk about the news real quick.
music power. What's up, Nintendo Maniacs? Are you a big fan of Nintendo Main? Would you like to hear more episodes? Well, hey, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and pledge $1 a month, that's $12 a year, even less than the Nintendo's own online service, you can hear extra shows from us. You can hear our live shows. You can hear our expansion pack episodes, which we do once a month. And right now you can hear our Tony Hawk episode with four previous ones before that, from Game Boy to games that are popular that we don't like and other things like that. We'll do one a month behind a paywall that only patrons can get. So get in there and listen to our expansion pack episodes. You can also hear our sister show, Drug Monday, and Nintendo Main on one feed without commercials and at a higher bit rate. Check it out right now. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. So let's talk about the news. Here is the news. I promise you it's the news. Starting off, let's talk about the weekly releases. We got quite a bit going on right now. So De- Do- the Doraemon Story of Seasons game, which is, if you don't know what that is, that's basically the, the guys who used to do Harvest Moon that are now doing Story of Seasons starring Doraemon. Yeah, I know. It's coming out here. I don't know why. But people, I guess they think that since everything sells on Switch that that will probably sell here as well. But that comes out this Friday. You're probably right. And I wanted to mention it just because it's ridiculous. And it's like $50. It's pretty fucking expensive, which is kind of high for me. Another, an actually really cool experience I did earlier today. So that anti-RPG game, Moon, is out on the Japanese eShop right now. And I, and it's cheap. It's like less than it's like less than 20 bucks. You know, it's like, what is like 1,900 yen? And uh, I was like, well, fuck, I could just buy that and play it. So I was kind of, I kind of went on a, on a quest to try to find like whether it was in English or not. So I tried like searching like Moon Japanese eShop release. I couldn't find anything online. So I go to like YouTube. I try to see if anybody did any like plays of it or anything like that. I couldn't find any that were like recent, like within this week. So I hopped on Twitch and I found a Japanese streamer that was playing it on, on the, on the uh, Switch. And so I got in the comments thread and I started asking about whether it was on English in English or not. And it was cool because he was, like, reading my – like, he obviously spoke Japanese, but he was reading, like, my comments in English and all that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and he said he said that he thought it was. So I jumped into the eShop, and actually what I did, which is incredibly cool – I don't know if anybody's done it, but if you have Google Translate on your phone, you know, you can basically use the camera to just, like, look at any sort of text that's in a different language, and it'll translate it on the screen of your phone. And you can read all of it directly off the system. So I basically went into all the – looked at the details of Moon on the Japanese eShop and used my Google Translate to translate all the details. And it turns out that there's not an English language option for it. So I didn't buy it, thankfully. 
But you can actually, yeah, you can find that if you know how to do it. Because I looked and it only said it's a Japanese language. And then I looked up the Phoenix Wright trilogy, and that one had multiple languages in that area where that where I only found Japanese. So that proved to me that it did not have the English that you cannot do it with English subtitles, which sucks. Very but nice. it but it was still kind of cool. I felt like I was uh, doing some detective work here for the show. Could so. you could you use that app to play the game in Japanese? Uh, you could if you wanted to. I mean, it would make the game a lot slower, I guess, because you need to take a minute to do it. I actually tried to use that app on uh, Dragon Quest VI on Super Nintendo, but uh-huh. because of it being through a tube TV and all that, like some of the font is harder for the phone to read because it's a little blurred, you know? So I wasn't mm-hmm. able to do that. But I was able to translate stuff from uh, from that RPG Maker player that you can get for free from the Japanese eShop. Uh-huh. Where you can play games, and, and and there actually are some English games on there too. But I did play through a couple short Japanese RPGs with that app on there, translating it directly off the TV. So yeah, you you can you can make it work. I also used it to like read what the titles were and stuff like that when I was looking at the different games that were available. But it's cool. Wow. It's a cool thing that we can do. It's, it's great that we live in this world that we can do that. You might be using that a lot here. In- a few weeks. Oh yeah, no, I I got it because of the because of the Japanese trip. Because you can download entire language packs that you don't need the internet to use. So you don't have to be online in order for it to translate. So you can do that. You can take you can totally use your camera, have it translate stuff, and you could be in airplane mode and it will yeah. It does not need to be online if you have the full language pack downloaded. And it doesn't cost anything. So yeah, you're welcome, Google. There's there's a little advertisement for the day. Pay us, oh, yeah. please. Anyway, uh, so the big release of this week, one that I really want to get, and I might actually end up getting because I just got paid, but Ukulele and the Impossible Layer is out today. Uh, it's $30, which was made me a little hesitant on it, but I hear it's great. Like, I've been looking at reviews and people are really loving it. They're, they're actually saying that it feels like a remake of the original uh, Donkey Kong Country games because it's a straight-up 2D game now. And uh, there's no line. But it's also a top-down game, isn't it? Yeah, no, there, the, yeah, there's some, uh, there is some top-down, uh, top-down exploration as well. That's the map where you get from level to level is from the top-down stuff. And I, I talked about it before when we did our like second E3 episode, but basically, it's it's kind of like Breath of the Wild. Like you can, uh, you basically can go to the last level whenever you want. The last level being the impossible layer, and the impossible layer is just this incredibly brutal, unfair final level and you only you know you get killed once you go back to the beginning there's no checkpoints in it and basically the way the game works is you play through various levels to unlock bees which these bees basically become your life and when you get hit you lose a bee so like you'll so they will protect you through the through the cast through the end castle and it's like how far can you get with however many bees you can get and of course you can go get all the bees and then go through and then it's going to be easier but that's the way it works, and that, and I find it incredibly intriguing. And also, it's unlimited lives. Like it kind of does the same thing as Super Mario Odyssey did, where like where you get those little quills as like coins that you can buy stuff with, but and you lose some of them when you die, and that's about it. That's how it works. So it's it, I don't know. It, it sounds incredibly intriguing to me, and I really want to try it out. And yeah, and it just it released on Tuesday, and uh, people seem to be really liking it. So. Hopefully, maybe next week I will get it and talk about I it. I think it's interesting that this game that just came out, I'm reading an article on Eurogamer, 
And Platonic supposedly said, like, yeah, the impossible layer that, you know, the, the last level was inspired by Hyrule Castle and Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even read that. I just, it just felt like it from what I saw of the. I but mean, it's I, nuts yeah. to think that, yeah, that game's that old that a new game is out now that was inspired by it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, from, from the demo stuff that I watched at E3, that's, I was like, oh, that's like, that's like Breath of the Wild. But yeah, no, it's, it, it looks, I mean, I don't know. I think it looks a lot of cool. It looks really cool. Everybody says it's a lot better than Ukulele was, the original one. And they work better in 2D. I don't know. It looks slick. Like watching, I watched some footage of it and it actually kind of reminds me a lot of the, of the Donkey Kong Country Returns games for like Wii and Wii U. So that's a major thumbs up for me because I love those games. Those games are this so much even, fun. Yeah. This article even says like the way the health is, works is that you lose Laylee and then you have to get Laylee back. To get your get a hit point back. Oh yeah, so it's totally like the Donkey Kong Country. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm super intrigued by it. But yeah, that released this week. Uh, as John was saying earlier, Asphalt Legends, uh, free. You can get a free version of it, freemium, whatever. Play some of that. Uh, Trine Four is out. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. It's like a it's a co op two D. Um, I got a Trine game. game. In- I want to say it was in a humble bundle at some point. So that sounds, sounds about right. How I have that's how I have a couple Trine games on Steam that I've never really played. What was it uh, Conan and I? We played Trine online uh, through PS3 because I think it was a PlayStation Plus free game one time, and we uh-huh. played like over the internet, like when he was in when he was in Wisconsin. Still, I remember doing that, and it was fun from what I played of it. I thought it was a cool like co-op, uh, 2D magic based type thing. Uh, Trine 4 is out, but there's also a Trine Ultimate collection that I believe has all of them. Trine 1, 2, and 3, so that's pretty rad. Burger Time Party is out now. I don't know. I I mean, I like Burger Time, but I think the game's like 20 bucks, and I don't know if I can... I don't know. I need to read up more on that. Kotaku said it was pretty good. Burger Time? Right up on it, yeah. Uh, Killer Queen Black we talked about. That's coming out this Friday on the 11th, so that's pretty rad. Um, I'm kind of hoping it's a new, yeah, it's a, it's a new time sucking multiplayer game. Killer Queen Black. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, a lot of people really like it. Really like the arcade, which I, and I, this is supposed to be a, a better version of that. So, you know, more more power, more power to it. Uh, River City Melee Mock, which I think is, isn't that the? I, th- I think that's the one that's on the Japanese eShop, the NES one, but a newer version of it. Oh, like the the triathlon one or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's like it's, it says it's a it says it's a four player uh, says it's a four player beat 'em up thing, but it definitely looks like that game that I played on the Japanese one, yeah, because it has the different areas that you go to. But I think it's I think it's like it, but it's different. But it's not racing. But yeah, you can't get enough of that uh, River City Ransom type stuff. You can check that out. We totally forgot to talk about all the games that we played earlier today, John. Oh yeah, because <laughs> we did. Uh, John's been here for a couple hours, and I played. Uh, we we played some of Friday the Thirteenth, the game, and I and I did say I played some uh, Red Faction, but did you play? Can you play it local multiplayer? Friday the Thirteenth, the game? No, we just we just traded off the controller. I just wanted to show John like how it worked, but but it, yeah, if he had another Switch, you can. There's no split screen, but we did we did actually play uh we played um Horizon Chase. Chase Turbo with split screen. I I forgot that that had lo- had local multiplayer, which makes the game even better. Like DLC, like. Do you have the game, John, or you got to play it local? No, John. John, Swi- know, John Switch isn't here. Yeah, John doesn't have a Switch here, so we were playing. We were playing a Horizon Chase Turbo on the TV. Oh, you don't screen. have your Switch with you? Yeah. No, I left it over at. Uh, I'm staying at my friend Chris's place uh, for oh, the rest okay. of the week, so I left it at his place. 
it's here in Chicago. He just left it at the other place that he's staying at for the weekend. Hmm. But yeah, no, we yeah we played Horizon Chase on the TV and split screen, and I it's I that gives that's another checkpoint of greatness to that game is that you can play local. I think you can do up to four people too on it, which is but we played like just a regular like Grand Prix because you can do that on there. So just to see how it worked, and I played a I used a GameCube controller on it, and it was fun to play with the GameCube controller. Felt like I was playing a new GameCube game. Yeah, that was a pretty fun game. It's very reminiscent of Red Racer or Outrun. Just yeah. like a pure, simple racing game. It's good, though. It's great. Everybody buy it. It's cheap. $15, too. Um, so I had to put this game in here just because it looks so stupid. Uh, BDSM, which stands for Big Drunk Satanic Massacre, is uh, comes out this week as well. It basically looks like a top-down Doom game, <laughs> if, if you've seen it. It's just like a whole lot of demons, a whole lot of guns destroying stuff top-down. You know, Berserker Twitch action. Remember when Nintendo wouldn't put religious symbols in games? Now they're releasing (laughs) Big Drunk Satanic Massacre. Well, actually, you know what? It wasn't... I don't... Well, you're talking about, like, crosses and stuff, right? From the NES. Right, like Devil World. Because I'm thinking about, like, the really fucked up uh, Duke Duke Nukem 64, where they basically didn't want to have girls in there. They'd rather have a satanic church that serves human meat as hamburgers. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess that's a mixture of two things. Uh, they actually, instead of like having like strippers in the game, they would rather have a satanic church and a McDonald's that serves human meat. So, yeah, weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was way weirder than it's like sex is bad, but you know what's great? Cannibalism. Get this game. <laughs> you know, it was so weird. It kind of reminds me of that. If you're putting someone inside you, it's okay to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Weird. Do you want to talk about this arcade archive, the Kage here? Yeah, Legend of Kage is coming out. Did you guys ever play that game? I, I, that was, that I was an, never N- it before. It's an NES game, right? Yeah, it was. I either I either played it on I either played it on that Dreamcast disc that we had, or I played it as a virtual console thing. Maybe I always I always thought it was the Legend of Cage. This is new news to me. Yeah, I thought it was Legend of Cage too until I understood how to tr- trans how to pronounce Japanese names, and it's Kage, I believe. I mean, if I had known it was, yeah, yeah. I it was a Japanese name. I just thought it was Nick, like Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All these years, the Legend of Johnny Cage. <laughs> yeah, do you do you know anything about that game at all? About like, Not really. I think I've played it before, and I seem to recall it just being kind of like a Ninja Gaiden, like standard action two D yeah. type thing. Yeah, I, I like. could be wrong, but yeah, check it out if you like ninjas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my that's my weekly releases i think are worth looking at for the week um i think this deal is worth mentioning yeah go for it it's even it's even cheaper than that john is it cheaper it's 79 right now oh you're looking at the 32 i'm sorry i was thinking of like the cheapest wii u you could get oh you're talking about the wii okay so because there because there is a 69 dollar wii u it may have gone away but yeah it was the the white eight gig was 69.99 the other day and i almost bought it i was like but i don't need it i already have a wii u Seven, wait, we use were selling yeah. for seventy dollars at GameCube at GameCube through, through at GameStop. GameStop? Yeah. Wow, because mm-hmm. last time I heard, weren't they going for like three hundred dollars? Because uh, they were hard to get. Well, Maybe these like are the refurbished. Ones. Yeah. yeah, these are refurbished ones. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the new ones even for more, like eight hundred dollars on Amazon. I mean, for anybody who like can't afford a Switch and wants to get you know access to a lot of games that are on Switch, we use a great system. You know, it doesn't have as many games as the Switch, of course, but. 
I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, for $89. And this is the Legend of Zelda edition. Too. I mean, but that's so cheap for a system for like yeah. Does it come $90. With Zelda? Um, I don't think it comes with any games. It just has the, the game pad that has the Zelda trimmings around the screen. Oh, okay, but it's not like the wind. It doesn't come with like Wind Waker because I think that was the edition that that was. No, no, I'm pretty sure it doesn't come with any games. Because, yeah, the one that you bought, I think, had it installed on mm. the system. But still, like ninety bucks for a Wii U is pretty is pretty rad. Yeah, do it. It's saying it's currently not available online. Mm. Yeah, so it's, probably, it's probably sold out by now. One hundred twenty SD. That doesn't seem like that much of a deal. Or twenty five. I don't know. I don't know what these are selling for nowadays. I saw that someone posted the first terabyte. Oh, it was Wario sixty four on Twitter. The first terabyte micro SD card for the Switch or whatever that you could use with the Switch, and it was like two hundred forty nine dollars. I think. Wow. Oh wow. That's almost, yeah, almost as much as the Switch. <laughs> it's like that's almost <laughs> almost another Switch. But damn, wouldn't you love to? Wouldn't you love to have Just that? Never worry about your space again. Yeah, wouldn't you like? Well, yeah, there there is a terabyte card now, and if I remember correctly, what it's up to two terabytes, right? It's what they've said the, the yeah, support the, will be since the beginning. Yeah, that's what they said it, that it would be. I was just the other day. I was thinking like I was thinking about like my Switch and how much memory it's in, is in there, and I realized that my Switch. The card in my Switch is actually bigger than the memory on my laptop, like in its entirety. Because my laptop, my laptop only has like 300 gigs on it, like natively in the in the in the system. Because when I because I bought it like so long ago that I thought. Wait, that how was, big of a card do you have your Switch? My Switch is a 400 something card. Oh wow! And my laptop has 300 has only has like 300 some gigs on it. But I bought it years ago when I thought that was a lot of gigs. Before the world of like mm-hmm. you know. It's uh, crazy. That yeah. is crazy. I've got yeah, I've got a I think 128 gig card in my Switch, and I've just used it up so much. I've yeah. decided to delete so much stuff. Yeah, I wish I could find that 200 one. I don't know what I did what I did with it. I can't seem to find it. But I did find one of my 128 ones, and I gave it to Jess, and it works works great. So it wasn't the broken one. But no, I'm looking at it right now. My my laptop has 320 gigs, and my Switch has more gigs than that. So <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. But yeah, that's the those are the sales for that we know of, and uh, th- this will be by the time this is posted, the Final Fantasy sale I think will be ending or the Square sale. But you might be able to still catch it that Friday. So if you want to get any of those forty percent off games, go for it. Do you want to talk about this Switch Pro controller? I mean, this was your top of the show thing, John. So yeah, go for it. So it looks like um, well, there's a rumor that a Switch Pro controller revision might have already quietly launched. So, how about that? So, uh, yeah, so this is like quietly, this is like the same the same way as like the red box, right? The red box switch or the right. or apparently the new lights also are getting some right, you know, getting some new ones because of that Joy-Con stuff. I what do you what do you think is in this is going to be in this like new Pro controller? Better I got to think they D-pad, fix that D-pad. Right? Yeah. Like what other reason to re- release a new one? Um Yeah, so and and this article from uh, Go Nintendo says that the previous Switch controller was labeled uh, a certain number, and then this one now is labeled a different number. So that's what where people are saying, like, "Oh, this might be different." So somebody's going to do a teardown. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really interested. To do you think that? I mean, maybe this is the time that it took to actually fully fix the 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 control pad on there. Which, if they are doing that, I'm surprised they're not like. Surprised they're not like making a whole event out of it or doing like a 
They're like, doing, hey, we fixed it. Doing yeah. like a mini direct or something to show it off. Or maybe they don't want to admit defeat. And they just I think wanna... they probably don't want to admit defeat. I think ultimately the number of people who, in the grand scheme of things, were really bothered by it must be small enough that it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Versus Joy-Con, Drift, you know, Gate, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. That one actually made a lot of news. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they don't want to do it because of that. Maybe they don't want to say, well, we fucked up this controller too. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? There's a new number on this controller, and nobody has done a teardown yet to see exactly what's different, but we're, we're guessing it's the D-pad. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, another reason for me to call Nintendo one more time and say, hey, what's up? Ape-it-do. <laughs> Ape-it-do forever. Yeah, John, you get you got to you get to play the world's greatest controller today. You get to you get to try it out. I did I got to try the Bitdo controller? Isn't it awesome? Isn't it the it best? It is awesome. Yeah, it actually fits yeah, can... my hand a lot better. Yep. Oh yeah, no, I, I sing the I sing the praises of this controller. This, like I said, I haven't touched my pro controller since I got it because there's no. It's the perfect controller. I love it. It's I don't need to switch also, controllers. Your pro controller is messed up. It was. It actually did work last time I tried it. Turned it on, but. I don't use it. Yeah, it's just collecting dust now because it's all, all eight bit dough, man. That's that's the way to do it. Has a has a great D pad and I'm and, holding and my everything. pro controller close to me while everyone's talking about the bad stuff. About it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, eight bit dough. My contro- is pro controller treated me well, yeah. except for Celeste. That's yeah. Only, well, and Tetris ninety nine. Yeah, and it's, and it's Street Fighter. Uh, it's in like the S online. <laughs> in, in the S online. Yeah. And anything that you need a thing for, yeah. God damn it. I really like, I mean, I liked my pro controller for stuff like Doom and Splatoon and stuff like that, but mm. now I like my other one better. Mm. Speaking of Doom. You want to talk about that? So <laughs> so I said, at the beginning of the show, is my nickname, I said I don't want to live in this world anymore. That's because, uh, well, little thing, this, day, this game called Doom Eternal got, got uh, delayed to next year. I mean, no big deal. But Doom 64, man, that was life. That got <laughs> that, that got delayed too. March twentieth. Why did that get delayed? Because it's coming as a pre-order bonus for yeah. now. It's yeah. Now it's Doom Eternal. As, I guess. Oh, no. yeah. I guess that's how they're. And funny thing, I think they might have fixed it now. But as of like the when the news hit, like that night, I actually looked in the eShop, and Doom sixty four was still listed as a as a November twenty two release, November twenty second, which. I mean, I understand you got to delay it, you know, be, to fix whatever. But, but I mean, you can give them their pre-order bonus early. Yeah, yeah why not do that? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I was hoping that maybe they were going to be like, I'm sorry. I think it's just a way to buy time yeah. because they're not ready to release that one either. They're like, well, well, uh, uh, we have to delay this one because the other one's delayed. Well, I mean, what I think that they what they should have done and been like, hey, sorry, we got to delete, we got to delay Doom Doom Eternal. Here's Doom sixty four. You're still getting this, right? You know why? Why don't they do that? But if you of, pre-order it now, you can download Doom sixty four, some uh, November, whenever, whenever it was supposed to <laughs> yeah. release. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as of now, it's and it's and it looks like it's gonna with the re, the new date of Doom, it's gonna be right along the times of uh, Animal Crossing. It's coming out March of. So you can March go to either extreme, whatever you want. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> do I want Doom or do I want Animal Crossing? Hmm. Just saying, it's dropping in a time that might be a little crowded with some other stuff. But hey. They they are completely different games. I mean, I, who other than me wants are to play sure? Animal Crossing and Doom? <laughs> I mean, I, I like both of those games, so I'm very excited about both of those. Those actually were ones that were kind of on my horizon when I was thinking about like games of the year. I'm like, because I'm like, oh well, I, I'm like, oh well, I got Luigi's Mansion, I got Pokemon Sword and Shield. Like, you know, those are going to be big ones. 
but I kept forgetting. I'm like, oh yeah, but the the fucking Doom and Doom sixty four. So now now I just got Mario. I just got Luigi's Mansion and Pokemon. But you know, they're two pretty hey. huge games. Yeah. yeah, that's enough. And then there's like some other game that came out a couple weeks ago that's still pretty huge. Oh yeah, um, what, what was that? A uh... Dairy Queen one one. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was I was trying to think of some name of a dumb name a dumb game that came out uh, that wasn't that. Was it a uh, super Darius Quintets? Was it a uh, super super Burger Time Party? That game might be good. I don't know, but yeah, no the the other one. So another news that I saw like right before we started. Apparently, we're getting some demos for Resident Evil Five and Six. Which those were a thing back when those games were. Oh, what demos? Fresh. Yeah, both of them had demos. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's cool. You know, I'll try them in that way. I'm I'm still not like, gonna buy either. When I of them, played but... the Resident Evil Five demo, it blew my mind. Like I remember that years and years ago. Before you realized that you had to try to control two people and that it really sucked as an action game. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really know. I just assumed I was playing wrong until I finally got through the demo. And I was like, all right, I finally figured out how the game works because it was such a short demo, but there's still, I don't know. It gave you quite a bit of freedom and it felt like that, that really tense part in the first part of resident evil four, when you go into the city and you got to like blockade yourself or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was that all over again, but it was like in broad daylight and it just blew my mind at the time. Yeah. Uh, and and when actually me trying to find the demo of that to play for this show, that was how I fell into that rabbit hole of figuring out whether Doom had or not Doom, whether Moon had a an English English subtitles on it or, on it or not for the uh, because I because apparently the reason that they found the demo was that it showed up on the Australian eShop, and I don't have an Australian profile, so I tried my Japanese one, didn't find it, but found Moon so. Wait, so if you get an Australian profile, could you buy it there with an English translation? I don't think Moon is out in the Australian eShop, but Resident Evil, the Resident Evil demos are. That's how they found it. Oh, I thought you were, dang it, I got really excited. Yeah, no, yeah, no, (laughs) no. Yeah, I was saying that's what led me to finding Moon, was because I was looking for the Resident Evil demos in the Japanese eShop. So, what else else do you want to talk about? In the news, uh, in some sad news. Uh, Kirby namesake John Kirby has passed away. He was one of Nintendo's top lawyers who helped them through the um, litigation against Universal. Universal yeah. Yeah, so and as a reward for getting them through that debacle, uh, they named Kirby after him. Mm. So uh, he passed away. He was 79. So rest in peace. Mm. Well, he, he led a good life mm-hmm. of uh, copying people. And floating around, <laughs> or his uh, his namesake did. So it's it wasn't supposed to be like maybe it was him, maybe it was also like a vacuum cleaner, or a little bit of both. Yeah. Oh, oh, Nintendo is officially named October the month of Luigi. The month of Luigi. Damn straight. So they're making it smaller this time. They're like, last time we did the year of Luigi, and we accidentally the year ki- of Luigi. We right. accidentally killed the guy who played Luigi. So <laughs> this time we're gonna do the month of, month of Luigi. <laughs> And hopefully nobody dies. But uh, yeah, I mean, Luigi, it's no year, but hey, we can the month at least. Luigi I mean, takes what you he know, can get. You know, the very end of the yeah. month is when Luigi comes out. So what, are we going to get some special Luigi content between know, right? now? And- <laughs> yeah, it's already like almost halfway through the month, guys. Come on, where's, where's my where's my Dr. Luigi? 
How did you, why did you port that from Wii U? That can't be that hard. Make Let's it, go to Mario it, is missing it up in here. Make it happen, mm-hmm. yeah. We also got uh, seven new minutes of Luigi's Mansion 3 footage today. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I'm, I'm kind of at the point on Luigi's Mansion 3 where I just... I don't need to see anything else. Like right. it's, I don't want to watch anymore. It's a few. I mean, it's a few weeks away. Uh, I, our last episode before we head off to Japan is next week, so we don't. I don't really need to see it to talk about anything in the news about it. I just kind of want to. I one of my one of my goals for Jess and I in Japan is I really I just want to be somewhere where like it's being celebrated. I want to find like a store that has like a lot of like advertisements for it i hope to find a line maybe for luigi's mansion i want to you know see if i can find that like i'd want to i mean this is japan i'm sure i'm going to find some advertisements but i want to see people celebrating it plus it'll be i you know plus it'll be halloween which i was planning on being in shoot in shibuya station on halloween so we'll see but regardless i do i do want to find like luigi's mansion stuff there to take pictures. Do you have of. a costume in mind yet, or is that a surprise? Uh, I, I, I mean, I'd have to find one that I can transport. There's exactly. Actually, there's actually a costume I really wanted to do that I saw in. If I don't know if you've ever seen the show Regular Show, it's a cartoon. It's an mm. incredible show. You should watch it. Um, but there, they always have. They do Halloween episodes every year, and they always have the best costumes. And there was one year where Rigby dressed up as. I couldn't believe this was in a kids' cartoon. He dressed up as uh, Canada from Akira, and it was basically a white T-shirt, red cape, and a fucked-up arm. And I'm like, that's the coolest costume I've ever seen. So I kind of wanted to try to do that because <laughs> <laughs> it's so simple. You just need a white shirt, a cape, and a, and a like a and a Cronenberg arm, and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought about trying to make that happen, but you know, transportation it's going to be difficult. So I wanted to mention this one last week, but we missed it. Um, the Nintendo PlayStation prototype is going up for sale. So how about that? The guy who owns it, he's been touring it around, going to different co- conventions, and you can see it and take a look at it if you want to. I think you even let people I've play seen it. it at three conventions. Oh, you're talking about the, the Nintendo Play- Nintendo's or PlayStation? Yeah, right? mm-hmm. yeah, we've we've seen it because it's been at every Midwest Gaming Classic. Mm. So we yeah, it's. Really, I saw it in Portland as well. It's really weird that they're selling it, and why don't they just give it to Ben Heck? Like he didn't he like help get it working and all that? And right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he seemed to be like a big big champion of that. I mean he was the one who was talking about it. Like he you know. Showed, I think if they gave it to Ben Heck, it would be in the right hands. And but I guess new. probably Terry's not just like wanting to. You know, he probably wants to just like make some money and not have to tour around with it anymore just have sure. a big chunk right. of cash that he can do whatever he wants with retire i with. do hope that he decides or, to, to or maybe like maybe there's stuff going on in their family where they need the money you know that could be something that could be his a possibility his prerogative ultimately it's his property he paid his 75 dollars for it back in the and day he's done a great job at uh letting other people experience it like he lets right. people play it and stuff at the convention so but i, I do hope that he you know, in touring it around and showing how much people like it, I hope he has the appreciation enough to to hopefully sell it to something like a museum or some yeah. <laughs> place where people can Belongs go. Belongs in a museum, right? Which is the literal like the headline <laughs> of anything about that. It belongs in a museum. It's right. a, it's fucking uh, it, yeah, Indiana Jones. We've all seen it. We've touched it. Anybody that cared to, I don't care if it ends up in a museum. I'm sorry, but. Uh, it's I, a cool piece of history, but it's like it's cool, but it's yeah. There's documentation of it out in the wild. People have experienced it. 
it's been torn apart. There's videos you can see of it online, you know, like it's done its dues. Let it retire it in its own way to a private collector who isn't going to like have a bunch of grubby hands all over it all the time. Uh Maybe I'm just biased because I haven't seen it yet. Well, you should go to one of these uh, video game uh, Midwest gaming classics, even though, do you think it won't be there this year because of, uh, Depends on whether or not he sells it, or if he's still continuing to tour with it. Yeah, I I would I would feel like something was missing if it wasn't at, because it's been at all of them, right? Like even the newer ones that we went to. I don't remember if I saw it last time we were there. Yeah, it was it was the last MGC. Yeah, I feel like it's just like it's kind of it's kind of almost like the mascot of uh, of the MGC that it should just be at all of them. Very rare piece of hardware, and uh, he can get a bunch of money for it probably. Mm -hmm. You probably will. Uh, there's a new update on the Super Mario Bros. Super Show game. You can check it out on the guy's YouTube channel. His name is Jesus Lopez, and he has added the princess character, so you can see the princess in motion. I was I was, I was pretty hard on that game when we talked about it, but I've seen videos of it, and it does look really good. Yeah, and the animation does look really nice on it. Uh, you know, it's just it's all just a matter of time as to how long it takes Nintendo to cease and desist on that one. You know, well, you made a specific point on the comments of the YouTube video or on the description of the video to say that this will never be released to the public. I have no plans to sell it or, or, make or money, upload it. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it seems like maybe he's getting a little nervous about all the exposure, but he seemed appreciative of all the exposure in the video. He thanked everybody mm-hmm. uh, for all the excitement. I mean, maybe it. maybe he's doing it right. Like everybody else just being like, fuck the police. I'm going to release the, the game. Like, what if, like, he just held it close and you would only be able to see him play it, you know? And then it eventually Nintendo was like, all right, let's do something with this. Yeah. I think uh, another piece of news on video game release, that new Bubble Bobble is going to have the original Bubble Bobble in it. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. That's cool. I like it when games have their original NES stuff in there. That was no, a you whole... don't. Huh? <laughs> you don't like it when games have other games in them. Yes, I do. Why? Well, that's the whole reason I got that fucking collection that I got that I didn't play that much. The uh, the SNK one because it had all those NES games on there. I was just that's... referring to the Dragon Quest thing from earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey man, it's cool to play Dragon Quest One, Dragon Quest Two. You don't even know. It's great. <laughs> Best thing ever. Uh, no, that is badass though. I mean, Bubble Bob was one of the earliest NES games I played. It was probably. Yeah, the, one of the first five games I ever played mm-hmm. as a kid, and it made a huge impression. And yeah, then you'll have a, another NES game on the Switch. So, and that game was in that game was in the NES Classic, and it never made it to the online mm-hmm. stuff. Reggie's been inducted into the International Video Game Hall of Fame, and he is receiving the uh, world's best ass kicker, name taker, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> body being readier. He's got it all. <laughs> He's got the Walter Day Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh wow! Wow, so I like I like, that, I like that Walter Day has an has an achievement. That's awesome. And you could also you would also meet. I don't. You, have, you've seen Walt? Did you see Walter Day? Do you? Think I didn't realize until saw. recently that oh. Walter Day was on Billy Mitchell's side. I guess I should have known that. But well, he was. Is he still though? He he was in the movie. Supposedly, according to this article I read recently, that was like a. Pretty recent article. It was Jeremy Parrish that posted it. Hmm. I can't remember who it was through, but it was like one of the. It might have been Polygon, but it was about yeah. It was like an interview, a really long, detailed interview with Billy Mitchell, and like kind of going through like what's actually been going down since he got blacklisted or whatever. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've uh, Jeremy and I. We've seen we've seen Walter Day. He's, yeah, uh, he. You see him running around uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. So he's there. Uh, we've seen Billy Mitchell, of course, as well. But yeah, I, I, I like that Walter Day has an award. That's, that's great. He's a good person to have an award named after. He mm-hmm. is a champion of uh, video game records. Sure, we should probably mention that more details were released on the PlayStation Five, Nintendo. Oh, but I important mean, nonetheless. Do, does anyone does anyone care? Well, here's I mean, the shocker. I'm, it's going to be named the PlayStation Five. Well, they could call it the PlayStation One, but only idiots do that. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I mean, the, the, who cares? Like they have four other ones. If they changed it, then it'd be stupid. What are they going to call it? PlayStation Scarlet? I mean, <laughs> I mean, wait for yeah. I don't know. I'm going to call. Of course, it's going to be called well, the PlayStation Five. Also, I've I've looked at I've definitely looked at mockups and stuff of it, but like it's going to have a screen. That's the system itself. Yeah, and it'll be like and it'll be like a black box, and the controller will probably be similar than to the other ones, but that's fine. The controller will look exactly the same. Yes. Well, hopefully, it won't have a giant annoying glowing light on it this time that drains the battery power. But this know. time, it'll like take the light out of you. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I thought it was kind of interesting that a Untitled Goose Game like got covered on NPR. Like it's just been making like all these waves because it. I, and Untitled Goose Game is a, it's just a phenomenon in itself. Yeah. Like it's amazing. Like how it's like, is it still number one on the eShop? Like it was like I think so. It sold one hundred thousand copies. Yeah, I, I I bet the I mean I bet the guys who made that are just like what the fuck? Like we had no idea that. Yeah. We were going to blow up this well, or maybe they did, you know, I mean, they de- they developed it well. I don't think they did. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, a small but project they're, like they're that. They're kind of yeah. just like saying, like, I can't remember exactly, and this is a paraphrase, but one of them just said, this is great. Now we know we can just keep making games for our living. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's I, all they wanted to do. And that's confirmation they can do that. I'm sure it was like a mad, mad game changer, right? Right. Like for four guys. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Basically like, uh. Yeah, you know they don't have to split that money a whole bunch of different ways. So that's a hundred thousand copies of a game that cost fifteen bucks. Like, well, well, now it's twenty. Twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah no, now, that, now that the, now that the price is down, but yeah. twenty is a good price. I, I like I like the twenty dollar price. Um, let's talk about this. Uh, so Professor Layton has yep. a game officially coming out for the Switch. I've never played any of those, but I know they were very. Uh, Loved. By yeah, many. I played one on the uh, original DS. I forget which one. Maybe it was the second one. I there, were, there were a lot of them. They're kind of like the Phoenix Wrights, where there's yeah. just a bunch of them. Oh, you didn't play the Layton games? For some reason, I thought you had. I didn't, I, no. I only played I, I played, I played, I played all Wright. the ones on the uh, original DS, and then I played, I think, one of the ones on the 3DS. But yeah, I've, I've played a lot of these, and I freaking love them. Yeah. And now we have, uh, so the one that's coming out is a Layton's Mystery Journey. Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy. So Catriel's <laughs> like his, I can't remember if it's his daughter. It's somewhat, he's, she's related to Leighton, and, but it's like an alternate timeline, or maybe not an alternate timeline, but something kind of like that, if I remember correctly, when she was first introduced. Is it like something like Fire Emblem, where like she has to go through like a time tube so she can become old enough to fight alongside her parents? Or to... Or to like I mean, because there was already, like, time parents. travel was already a thing in Layton, like one of the previous Layton games. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there was one with a, like a a time machine. So I don't know. It's like 
I think she's his daughter, but from the future. Yeah, I think it's like kind of like the Cell Saga or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this... if I remember correctly. Um, but I haven't actually played any of the new gen with her in them. But I am actually interested. Yeah, there's yeah. been some stuff on the 3ds in the past few years that I could have checked out that I haven't. Yeah, but I'm, I'm interested. I too. really liked the latent games. Like the first time I played through the very first latent game actually was on a DS light XL, like the first generation before the DSI XL. Mm. And that was when I was just first like, cause my roommate at the time had gotten that. And I was just like, these screens are amazing. <laughs> if you remember the DSI mm. XLs, those were pretty cool <laughs> after the fact, but yeah, it was just an original DSXL. And that game just lends itself really well to these big, giant, colorful screens. Right, so the animation I and everything. Look forward, yeah, I look forward to seeing it on the the big, nice Switch screen. And, uh, yeah, there were a couple things on the news that you wanted to talk to, talk about as well, Junae, right? Oh, yeah, sure. I can, men- I can mention a few. I just um, I was just listening to you guys. Because <laughs> uh, the only thing that I play that you guys were talking about is Mario Kart. And I was like, yeah, I do think it's weird that you have to wait to add people. Because I was like, oh, you can play right. with people now? And then I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, but, like, the Luigi's Mansion one, as a person who's never gotten a chance to play Luigi's Mansion, I feel like this is my time, you know, like... I get to finally play it. And so I've been kind of following that more closely than anything else lately, like trying to see like, okay, how exactly is it going to play? And um, I played Mario Odyssey for just a bit. That was another game that was there too. I played Mario Odyssey for just a bit and I kind of wanted to know like the story of Luigi's Mansion. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of looking, and when I was watching that trailer, you know, there's that new trailer about it. Mm. I was like, oh, so there's, like, no story story. And then it's like, well, maybe there's not supposed to be a story, because the point is you're just catching ghosts. Oh. I mean, there, you know? there should be somewhat of a story. Like, all of the, all of them have had – I mean, they're very basic stories. Like, Luigi's Mansion right. 1 was like, Mario's gone. Where'd he go? we got to find Mario. That's basically right. the story, you know? right. And I guess I just had to set my expectations differently from the games that I have been playing where you're like, wait, what, what, what? You know, someone double crossing. And it's like, no, it's not that deep. You know, I mean, even Mario Odyssey was not that deep in spite of it being pretty grand in scope. Like the story was still just like Bowser kidnapped the princess. I got to go rescue her. And then, of course, there was more more to it than that. But it was still just a continuation of like, let's beat the big bad. Yeah. And it, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't expect like Luigi's not going to have like twists and turns and like yeah, plot stuff yeah, and all it's that. more about the journey yeah. than it is the yeah. the but, story, like the doing all the side stuff mm-hmm. and not side stuff, but it's not really about the story. Yeah, it, um, I don't think it's a complicated plot, but I think there'll be like some sort of plot in there. I don't know. I I'm like I'm I'm a I'm a story person like for RPG stuff, but I still like had a blast with all the Luigi's mansions that I've played. Like I felt like. One was really great, and uh, the one on DS was on 3DS was incredible too. So, I say, I mean, I I, I tell everyone to get Luigi's Mansion Three. I think it's going to be a really, really good game, and I think yeah. a lot of it's about like discovering the different areas that you're in. You know, because there's theme parts in in the. It's basically like it's basically like making a video game of Gremlins Two, if you remember that movie, <laughs> where like yeah. you know you have the building that has all the different shows in it that are all in different places. That's basically what they're doing, but it's like a hotel, and it's like. Oh, here's the Ring Hotel. Yeah, there's a fucking well with a girl in the well. Like I saw that in the tra- in the trailer from E3. So it's like, 
Yeah, and there's like a fun that has a fucking pirate ship like in the middle of a hotel because why not? And that's basically what they're doing with it, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's like kind of one that I've felt like is probably going to be one of my main contenders for game of the year because I really I love those Luigi Mansion games, and this one looks like they're definitely like turning up to eleven. So yeah, I it's just, it looks awesome. like something that would definitely keep my interest for a really long time. Um, the Odyssey kind of was like, okay, I got to keep changing hats. And then I was like, but the, the game that I found a little bit more interesting was a hat in time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if we're going to play anything with hats, I'd rather play the hat <laughs> time longer than I would be playing the Odyssey. Sure. And that's, um, and that's supposed to come to the switch eventually as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time eventually. So yeah. I'm really excited about Luigi and then Ori in the blind forest. Um, I don't feel like I was mature enough in my gaming life to play <laughs> it when I did. But you, to learn that it's running at 60 FPS on the Switch, I'm going to have to get it. Have you played the, uh, have you played the demo? beautiful as Hollow Knight is, I think this is going to be just as beautiful. Have, have you played the demo? There's a free demo for Ori on Switch. No, I I haven't. Um, I'll just wait to the game. I don't need any teasing. Okay. <laughs> like, I'll just... You already know play. you're going to buy it. Right. Yeah, yeah, I really do. Because I loved it, but I just wasn't mature enough. And I just couldn't figure it out. Like, that was just a point in my life where I've... I just started getting really into video games and trying to think outside the box and not be like, okay, like even now when I play Borderlands and I like hop on top of things, um, I'm like, they wouldn't make this space just to make this space, Mm -hmm. right? You know, you got to go check it out. And so the fact that I've started thinking that way, I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back into Oregon, the blind forest because Hollow Knight was gorgeous on the Switch. And I just think, like, and I already was, like, visually stunned, like, you know, literally a tear rolled down my eye from seeing it um, on my Xbox, let alone on my Switch. That seemed really interesting. And then um, with the Horty um, Mario Kart wheel, what's interesting about that is that this uh, this last Nintendo Switch Road Tour that I was on, there was a bunch of uh, wheels, but it was joy. It had Joy-Con in the wheels, mm-hmm. um, and so I was kind of looking at this, and I was like, "This looks very cartoony," but of course, you know, right? Like, this makes sense. Um, I think it can be really exciting. I probably could have did without the pedals, but I guess, like, I'm hoping that's a feature that I don't have to utilize. Like, I don't want to use the pedals. Like, I just want to use the wheel, and um, I want to know how much more fun it's going to be with the wheel. And if I can still, I'll probably still be able to, like if you're playing with little kids, you know, you can just turn on automatic accelerate. Mm, So I'm sure you'll still be able to do that and they'll just be able to push whatever and go. But I'm really excited about this. Uh, I'm also not sure what the price point is. Okay. It's a pre, it's available for pre-order. I don't know, man, that price point might, yeah, not for $70. Oh wow, That makes sense (laughs) though. Is you know, it, it makes sense. I mean, that it's, it's multiple, multiple pieces, and it's self-contained, right? Uh, yeah. It, like, do you have to put a Joy-Con in it, or is it? No, I no, think no. It yeah, I, I don't think you do at USB. all. I definitely yeah. see a wire, um, but you know, I just don't know how you sync it. It doesn't look like any Joy-Con have to go in here. It just looks like you plug it in, but it also looks like it needs like a power cable. Like what this looks like is a power cable. And a yeah, there's like it's it's probably a USB. Like I bought a I bought the Tyco drum, the plastic drum thing for the Tyco drum beat game, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's a wired controller, and it just you just plug it right in through the USB on the uh, 
on the on the dock, and that's how you play it. Oh, okay. Yeah. This one looks like two chords on the back of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe it does have a power then too, because I know mm-hmm. you can. Well, you can charge stuff off of the dock, so I thought maybe it could. Be I don't that, think but, the switch yeah. or I don't think the dock would be able to handle this. I know it's just like a lot of plastic, and the mechanic is probably really small, but I just feel like this would be one of those things that heats up the switch and the oh, dock sure. yeah. <laughs> and all all parties involved in it. But I'm interested. Probably not seventy dollars interested, but you, that's a good price point considering we're talking about Nintendo. And I haven't seen this since um, the Xbox wheel with the with the pedals. So you could, I was yeah. gonna say, you you could try to get the um, you could get the Labo vehicle set for less than that. That's on sale pretty much, and build yourself a wheel out of cardboard right. and use that for right. Mario Kart and use it all at once. Um, I'm saying you can, <laughs> you can do that. It's way cheaper. Some of them are selling for twenty. <laughs> if you want to do that, they're they're fun to put together. Damn it! I think no, they're they, they're they're <laughs> definitely fun to put together. Yeah. But um, I think more so, I deal a lot with kids, and um, I think for kids to watch their enjoyment is really nice. Mm. And they'd those kids will shred the Labo thing too. I know that. I've, I've right, only been playing right. it as an adult, but yeah, that shit can get torn apart. Yeah. And I and I believe and I believe that's the news worth mentioning for the week. Thank you, June, for joining us this week and talking to us about Olympics and other projects and stuff like that. And let everybody know again where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, sure, no problem. And just type in Janae Benet. I am on Twitter, Twitch, Caffeine, which is a new live streaming platform that has zero delay. So please check it out, especially when I'm playing my party games because. You can play with me in pretty much real time. Um, I also write for, I put my articles on Medium and justjanae.wordpress.com as well as Black Girl Gamers. I do some YouTube stuff. Um, I'm, I should be posting some more interviews from esports players pretty soon. So look for that. And uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks definitely. For Thanks for coming on. It was a lot of fun to talk to you. This has been Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 192. If you would like to find more of our stuff, check out NintendoMainPodcast.com or Twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast or YouTube.com slash NintendoMainPodcast or just Google Nintendo Main Podcast. You'll find it everywhere. If you would like to support the show and hear some of our extra shows, which we, of course, will have a couple for you for the October month before I leave, uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and help support the show and hear some awesome expansion pack episodes on there. We've done, you know, we've done ones about Tony Hawk and we did one about Dreamcast. We did interviews with voice actors. We did, uh, we did all sorts of fun stuff. We talked about Game Boy games. We talked about games we hate. Check it out. And uh, also, uh, dropping as of this Monday, you can hear Jess and I talk about joker on drunk monday we just we just recorded that so that'll be out soon and it was a fun episode to do so check that out see what we think about the new controversial comic book movie that's out there and if you want to know when we post things to the show or when i'm streaming on twitch and all that stuff check out check out my handle at nintendo underscore domain at twitter and jmax stack at jmax stack it's jeremy's on twitter check those out and if you want to see jess and i in japan Check out T-Murder on Instagram. That's where I'll be putting all of our pictures at. And, of course, following our Joker episode, we'll be doing a couple episodes while we're in Japan. Recorded in Japan for Drunk Monday, so stay tuned for that. It won't be on until we return because of no internet. But, yeah, check that out. 
And this has been our episode. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry McCaskey. John Nitter. And our special guest. Janae Benet. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.